Schoolboy Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Got the young boys. <gasps> so cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I see cool boys. Greetings, Cool Boy Knuckle Up Nation, and welcome to a special Knuckle Up installment of the Cool Boys Podcast, The Matrix. Spectacular Knuckle Up Edition. Knuckle Up. I don't know what Knuckle Up means. You know what I always like to say that they always (laughs) like to say. I always like to say that he makes me always say that she always likes to say what I say. Knuckle Up. (laughs) I'm Knuckle Up Felk. Knuckle Up's not from The Matrix, is it? Yes, it is. Yes, they they say it in Matrix Resurrections. And they also say it in the uh, uh, Matrix uh, 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 Revolution. I I know Kung Fu Felk. No, it's Knuckle Up. That classic line from the Matrix, everyone. It's my favorite line. Knuckle Up. Knuckle Up. That's right. I love it. Knuckle Up, baby. And I'm Knuckle Up Ballard. Knuckle Up. Knuckle up, indeed. And Knuckle Up Boy Nation, if you want to reach out and knuckle up a knuckle boy, email (laughs) us at the Cool Boys Podcast. At gmail.com. This episode, we will be knuckling yes. the Matrix franchise. Yeah, because we can't just do a spoiler grass about one movie. Nope. So we will forgo our Knuckle Boy updates no. and knuckle right into the Matrix Resurrections and all the fabulous res erections <gasps> it has given us. Yes. And uh, yeah, full disclosure, I watched the Matrix Resurrections like a week and a half ago so i am uh, forgotten it pretty much at this point and i watched it last night Ooh, fresh so fresh baby so fresh nice. boy that's the next podcast by the way after cool boy it's fresh boy no and then there's chill boy jack it's gotta stay boys. a level of like cool you know like a cool temperature gauge well the jack off boys are all dead so no, 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 no. I, I Murder, have a, suicide. <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion that by episode 299, there might be a Jackoff Boy episode again. I don't know, though. Yeah, well, that's be They dorn. love to hack in on those 99s. That's be Dorn. We're not getting anyone else back. Dorn? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoever that was. Last time. Todd. Uh, yeah, so we this is our, our Matrix episode. We never and all these episodes we've done, 259 <gasps> episode, we've never had a Matrix themed episode, even though Mm-mm. we've talked about the Matrixes before. No, I'm probably gonna cover never, never talked about the Matrix. Probably, probably gonna say some stuff I've already said about the Matrixes in previous movies and, and so forth. We did a whole Keanu Reeves episode, I think. Yes, I think we even talked about Trinity's death before and how it was experienced by us in the uh, cinema. Oh yeah, give her the, give give her that dick. That was Corey's uh, audience screening. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember <laughs> if I was there or not. I think I recreated the uh, the, uh remade the scene for the podcast. Yeah. so you can you can hear what it must have been like. <laughs> well, Trinity was dying uh, in Corey's screening of Matrix Revolution. Somebody screamed, "Give her that dick!" Give her that dick. And. Uh, I don't. I don't really remember what the audience reaction. Was literally, really. literally, as like you know, uh, Trinity's going, "Kiss me." Yeah. Kiss me. <laughs> Kiss me like one of your French girls. All right. Well, Matrix. Matrix. Remember the movies? I remember the movies. I loved those movies. That was a movie that when I saw the the, the trailer for back in uh, 1999 when I was um uh, about a 48 year old boy. Yeah. I remember very looking old. at that trailer. Yeah, very old. Um, and going. This looks like shit. This hmm. looks like total shit. 
I'm not interested in seeing it. Eventually, two of my friends, much more interested in seeing it, were like, you know, dragged me along to go see it in the film, the film with them in the theaters and everything like that. I was literally like captivated yep. from the very first scene. Yeah. And um, I was uh, blown away by groundbreaking uh, visuals and, uh, and visual effects. Um, and I had guessed while watching it, I'm like, oh, Trinity's, um, trans her, her whole thing from the Oracle is that she's, you know, in love with the one. So that's why she thinks Neo is the one or whatever. And I, and I picked that up and they were like, how do you know that? You're stupid. You're stupid. You're so not- fucking stupid. Rose. I remember, I remember them both being like, you're stupid. Cause we're talking, we're kids, you know, 48 years old. And yeah. like, and, and we were just, you know, like in the theater talking a little bit, but I was like, I was saying that. And they were like, you're stupid. That's not right. How do you know that? You don't, you don't know that. And then of course that ends up being the whole thing of the movie. I was like, and they're like, how'd you know that? And they're like angry with me. So that's like the thing I'm, I remember the most about the movie was that they were angry with me for oh. somehow calling like the storyline that's set to me, like, or seemed to me to be very much set up uh, clearly throughout. But um, I was blown away by, blown away by the matrix. And then. I also got the Matrix as my first DVD for Christmas Eve by my uncle, um, but I did not have a DVD player yet. Then Christmas Matrix morning, Matrix was a lot of people's first DVD, I think. Yeah, it was. And Christmas morning, I open up, you know, one of my 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 uh, uh, presents, and it's a DVD player that I have for my bedroom. Yeah. And of course, I I ripped that shit open. Actually, I didn't because I'm very careful with boxes. And then I put that fucking Matrix on, and I watched that dual layer format change right as the. Um, the, the trash is blowing in the wind. Yeah, the piece of paper in between Agent Smith and Neo's I, I, first fight. Exactly and I, I remember going like, what the fuck? There's a glitch in my brand new DVD player? Yeah. Like, I was so pissed off. You got a knife ever. and he started scratching up the DVD. <laughs> He's and never again. VHS. Going back to VHS. I'm kind of sad that I actually got rid of that DVD, the original The Matrix DVD. Mm-hmm. And, and funny enough, I actually got rid of my first Blu-ray, which was The Dark Knight. I don't know why I didn't keep those. I wish I kept those. You threw them away? I think I... Gave them to Second Spin or something like that. Like, sold it to Second Spin. Oh, records. yeah. You give, you give a lot of shit to that place. All because that's where we saw Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. And Carrie Mulligan, who I prefer to be the person that I like to remember the most in that moment. She was much... She smiled at me. And I was like, but you fucked me, wouldn't you, bitch? Dude, she sucked me off. Yeah, and, I remember. I remember. That was the craziest part. And Shia was all like, no. And I was <laughs> like, Do you no, remember what? Cor- Do you remember where Corey was during this story? Corey was part of the story. He was getting he was a there. haircut down the street. Yeah, he was there, but he wasn't there. No, he left. And he was like, oh, I'm going to get a haircut real fast. I'm like, who Somebody does else this? Was there. Who walks? No, Dorn was there, too. Um, Not who- Hartman or anything? What? Not a guy named Hartman? I don't know Hartman. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it was probably Dorn. <laughs> if anyone else was there, it was Dorn. Uh, okay. But yeah, no, Corey was like, I'm going to go get a haircut at the Supercuts across the street. I'm he like, missed who, it. Who does that? <laughs> Dorn was there, though. He saw. Okay, I'm, I think I had Corey confused with Dorn, but Dorn was definitely there. They're similar. And, and he saw Shia. They're similar. They're both so similar. They're so they're interchangeable, really. Um, okay, so uh, for me, that was, I guess, the closest little kind of anecdotal moments I had with The Matrix, other than obviously the stuff we'll get into more when we rate it. But yeah, look, I The Matrix was truly a benchmark film. It was. What would you say was your experience watching it for the first time? And then let's take that into our rating. I mean, I was such a huge fan of a little movie called Dark City that I spent a lot of the Matrix fandom being like, yeah, but Dark City's better because it's kind of like I was one of those people who was like, 
you know, like I, I, Dark I, City is good though. But but Dark City had a lot of the fucking mind blowing ideas that people gave credit to the Matrix. I was late to the Matrix party because I didn't see it till it came out on DVD. That is how I first experienced the Matrix. Uh, tried to see it in theaters with a friend of mine, and I forget what movie we 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 bought tickets to because we were sixteen, so we were in that that weird time when you could drive but you couldn't buy R-rated movie tickets, and you know in Texas. They, they enforced that shit like it was the law. Like they, they would, you know, check your ID at buying the ticket and check your ticket at walking into the theater. And yeah. See, that's why I was 48. We failed to to get in. I, I, I want to say we saw The Mummy instead. <gasps> no, really? The Mummy's good, but it's just like, I I, I forget what the movie. But the, you saw that Mummy already before this. Yeah, we'd already seen The Mummy. Um, oh, yeah. The, well, I forget what movie it was. I mean, it wasn't The Mummy. Maybe it was a civil action. I can't remember. I wish I did remember what, what movie. No, The Mummy would have been, I think, the right time. The Mummy would have been about the right time. And I think um, also episode one was about the right time. Mm. So you could have like, been watching the same, those. Yeah, they were all in the same. Uh, and in 1999, though. theaters, like, their their films played a lot longer than they do today. Well, The Matrix in particular was like, that was their, the AMC movie theater where that was like their militant, like we are not letting another Columbine happen. If you're under 17, you ain't fucking seeing this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so it was like, th- they were really strict about letting, letting people in. I just kind of gave up on it and, and ended up uh, watching it on DVD, which were really, it was like the way to see it anyways. Like that was the, uh, no, no, no. I just, I mean, come on. Seeing that movie in, in theaters, was, it was mind blowing. Well, I've sure. never seen the movie in theaters, obviously, but I, I mean, uh, well, I just I'll just throw this out now that in in 2009 I had this crazy friend named Ballard, <gasps> uh, who you know often came over to my apartment, which was also uh, Cool Boy Corey's apartment because uh, we were roommates at the time. Uh, we slept in the same bed, and I had a PS3 mm-hmm. and a Sony SXRD projection mirrored projection HD TV. You had a massive Blu-ray collection, a PS3, yeah, but a 480p television, which I flat 30, screen, 32 inches. Uh, so you flat often screen, flat screen, 32 inch CRT. So you often came over to my place to watch movies in HD, and you had purchased or gotten as a gift the Matrix trilogy on Blu-ray. Yep. And this is the Blu-ray that I believe is one of the more controversial Blu-rays because they really, really tinted the fuck out of it. The for oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. The, I yeah, remember. I mean, like, people say like the the new 4K uh, like uh, remasters or whatever. Like that, those are like the actual how that looked in theaters. Apparently, what you saw on DVD and what you saw on Blu-ray was like the green was thrown at uh, this. Just the first movie, the second two movies, they they it's put six. the green in intentional. Yeah, but the green tint, but the actual theatrical version of the Matrix. The, the Matrix world was not super green and the real world was not super blue and they added that to the fact. So I I saw it in theaters once, the one time, and that was it. And then I saw it on DVD, right? And then Blu-ray. And I did You just not... remember it being green and blue. Yeah, I just remember it. But I will say this. For this episode we're doing right now, the spoiler cast, and for the watching of Matrix uh, Resurrections, I did uh, rewatch the trilogy. Oh, really? And, and I watched it on HBO Max. Okay. And to see it in 4K, right? To see what it looked like actually in 4K on the 4K big 85-inch TV. like, And that idea was like, you know, I'm going to be watching this essentially on the biggest TV I've ever seen it on, on the biggest screen I've ever seen right. on other than literally the theatrical screen. 
And um, I did notice that the Matrix looked more blue and purple than I ever recall it. And if you think about how the color wheel works, green is on the opposite end of purple. If they did go too heavy with green, that would explain for the lack of purple throughout my memory and why the film looked a lot more bluish purple to me on HBO Max. And I remember going, wow, this movie doesn't – I don't remember this movie being so purple but it must be the 4K um, and the and whatever, you know, the coloring they did for it. But They're I didn't realize there was up. a whole thing to it. I didn't realize the Blu-ray was fucked up because, I, you know, I, I cut the Matrix Redorned. Did you ever watch that? Uh, the what? The Matrix Redorned, did you just say? Yeah, it was Dorn's narrative. Dorn, when we were in, uh, and, you know, in, in, in delivery uh, driver school, uh, Dorn, like, would literally Here. talk about how he wanted the Matrix to have been cut. Here, take for a look. years, for years and years and years. So eventually, one year, I think for either Christmas or his birthday, I cut the Matrix the way he wanted to. Take a look. Take, you have to enlarge that image, obviously, to, to to pull it to pull it up. You'll see how different it is across the different releases, and how in the actual thirty-five millimeter uh, trailer and and release, like it's 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 pretty much neutral color tones. And then it was for the D, the DVD release, and then especially that Blu-ray release where they're like, just turn up that green tint. Wait, wait, we're looking at trailer scan, online trailer scan, print scan, VHS, Blu-ray, uh, 4K, and then uh, 4K release. Yeah, the second, uh, the 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 second row uh, on the right would be the theatrical 35 millimeter print. Right, scan. the print scan, right? Okay. And then you can see the the yeah the versus none the DVD. of them look like it's right. <laughs> they all look like they're off. Which one do you like the most? I remember. So I remember that DVD 2004 Blu-ray 2008 release. I remember that as how the Matrix looked. Yeah, green. Uh, yeah. So, but like, I guess that wasn't really how it was caught in film like huh see that was actually a note of mine while watching this movie uh, there's something i actually liked about this film but because it, it played to the the actual story of the trilogy but um i never realized it was so improperly enhanced on the uh dvd or i mean sorry the blu-ray I that's mean, wild yeah it's like it's i mean it's the only one that it's that green yeah, I mean it's in it. I I get this doesn't have the uh, whatever HBO Max. That might be the 4K Blu-ray, uh, you know, code of it uh, is what's on on HBO. I don't I don't know. I haven't watched it on HBO yet. It does look like the bottom two. Like it does look similar to one of those. I I mean I I, I can't say anything for how bright the whites are versus the SDR versus HDR. Um, my guess is that mine looked a little bit closer to the HDR because I hmm. do not recall it being so blown out. Yeah, I mean, in terms of so, so like the screenings. I mean, yeah, watching it when it came out to DVD, I I just drove to Best Buy with a friend, bought it, uh, watched it uh, on a Friday night. The next day, I had an uh, I had to go to my school on a Saturday for an uh, SAT prep course. Then I came home and my dad was watching it in the home theater, so I watched the last thirty minutes of it um, and, and with him, and he was like, "Oh, I love this movie. This is this is great." Uh, Matrix uh, Reloaded came out when I was in college and it was like a big fraternity thing, like 30 people. We, we all went to the movie theater and we found a big block of seats and everything and, and saw it in Matrix uh, Revolutions. I saw when I was home for Christmas and I saw that in theaters with my dad. And then, yeah, the definitive viewing of the trilogy was uh, over three nights, you coming over and uh, making me watch 
well, he didn't make me watch. I willingly watched the, you know, each movie over one night, then the next night, then the third night. Uh, Corey joined us for the latter two. He missed the first one and rewatched it on his own and then joined us. And uh, that was where, you know, you you were adamant that you sit right in the middle of the couch because it's. I, yep, I thought bitch, baby. Because it was it was the best. It was directly viewing the TV. Mm-hmm. You, you had a you had a, a fluffy dog on your lap. Aw, uh, Bales, it was Bailey, it was, right? Yeah, it was Bailey. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was enhanced by certain plants that could be smoked, and that was just the definitive screening. Yeah, put me smoking that, doing buttons, and then uh, yeah, after we watched uh, Revolutions, and it's like, well, that was the you know fun. This is the, obviously the worst movie. You're like, oh no, we're not done. And then we're not done. That that night we watched Animatrix, all the Animatrix, and then all of the cutscenes for Enter the Matrix as yeah. well. We did it all. We had to have it all. But that was the definitive screening for me because that was the first time I was like, all right, I'm going to understand what the fuck is happening in these second two movies. I am going to follow the plot and and, and listen to the architect and, and, and get what's actually going on here. And uh, that was like when I actually really enjoyed the, the second Ergo and third one. Ergo hitherto, baby. I, well, I enjoyed the second and third one. And a lot of that was my politics changing and understanding that like, Oh, the reason why they didn't make the movie that they, the Wachowskis didn't make the movie that we all wanted, which is just like the good guys versus the bad guys, the machines, is because between the first Matrix and the sequels, 9-11 happened and we went to war uh, in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, and you know, when I, I, I wasn't ready for an anti-war movie in 2004 or three when the, or no, I guess four. When the sequels came out, I was I three, was pro. Three. I was yeah, two thousand three. I was pro Iraq War, but by two thousand and nine, I was pretty disillusioned with the war efforts and the the politics were shifting. And you know, Aww. eventually in twenty sixteen, we'd have all us Republicans would be going for Trump, who was very critical of the Iraq War uh, versus Hillary Clinton, who voted for it. So. That it all kind of shifted, and I was I was ready to accept this narrative that like, oh, it's it's not good guys versus bad guys. This is like this is cyclical. We've done this eight times, and, and all that shit. And it really, I, I I gained a new appreciation for two and three. I, I I was like, okay, they were doing something bold and unique, and really not giving us what we thought we wanted. Yeah, so I do want to kind of, uh, I guess, I agree a little bit with that sentiment for sure. Um, maybe not in the same political way, but I do agree with it in the sense that, like, when I saw The Matrix, I was blown away. That movie was huge, landmark moment, right? But, like, for me, Matrix Reloaded was not the sequel that I wanted, and Matrix uh, yeah, no. Revolutions was not the trilogy I wanted. But I didn't dislike those films for not being the trilogy or the sequels I wanted them to be. And uh, and I was able to, in in real time, appreciate them. And so I've always had a a love for the Matrix world, you know, the, the entire the entire tapestry of the Matrix, you know, all of the interwoven characters and storylines and I like it. And, and and it also stems from my love of anime. Now, I think it's a good time, though, for us to move into The Matrix specifically and our boys of that. So yeah, sure, what, sure. I will start first. I think it's obvious. The Matrix for me is five out of five boys. Um, I made uh, shorts, like, essentially based around this. I, You know, my friends and I would pick up, you know, our parents' cameras and run around and film. I know you're like, kids of today are like, parents' cameras? You mean your parents' phones, you moron? No, no, no. 
our, our parents' cameras yeah. and ran around with them and shot Matrix movies with them. And we understood how to use Final Cut Pro so that we could actually like cut it to make it look like the bouquet of fists and stuff like that. Um, I, I love The Matrix. I, I love it for so many reasons. Action, uh, sci-fi. Um, you know, they fire bullets five times really quickly in the movie, so five out of five boys right away. No. But like, there are there are things Still that I've that. always like been attached to, like honed in on, like really specific quotes that I thought were like brilliant in the time when Cipher is eating steak yeah. with Agent Smith, and he boils it all down to ignorance is bliss. Yeah. How true that rang in 1999 for me never changed all the way you know till 2021 I, I i know that's why you fucking love disney and marvel and shit it's also why i would i would probably tap back into to get some steak <laughs> i know but you're not getting steak you're gonna live in a fucking i don't body care my bus. brain's telling me my brain's telling me it's steak and it, it tastes good you know I, I i that that was huge your, for me and kids will be completely brainwashed be like daddy steak's racist eat your bug cube Ignorance is bliss, baby. I know. Right? Just taste good. That's all it's gotta do. It's gotta taste good. No, the idea of the bug cube is wrong because that's the that's the the uh they, they, they don't call it cream of wheat. They call it tasty wheat in the uh, movie. Yeah, it's tasty wheat, which is a brand name fictionalized because you see it in the in, like ads for it. In the because room. they can't have cream of wheat because that's a brand that's name too or something, brand, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they, like I don't want tasty wheat. I want steak, baby. I don't want to be in that real world eating that shit. I mean, it's the opposite though. And that's why I fucking told you to watch the Mark Zuckerberg Walmart fucking metaverse thing. It's like, oh yeah, in the Matrix, you're just going to be going to fucking Walmart and you're going to (laughs) be buying your bug cubes. And it's going to be like the the people like who are, you know, out in in Zion and in in the real world are going to be the ones who are like, oh yeah, we eat real meat. It won't be cows because those will all be, you know, gone. But, you know, elk human. It's human. It's human meat. No, you'll be eating Uyghur in the fucking, in in your pod. Soily green. In your Disney pod. Um, uh, yeah. And then the other quote that like, like really rang true with me because it's so awkward and funny in a really dramatic, sad moment. And we have used it over and over again in our text messaging threads. Not like this. Yeah, not like this is not is, like this. That's not really iconic. That's more. It of a is. Joke it meme. is because it doesn't work. It's it when you first watch that moment, you're like, "What? That's the weirdest read of that line. Like that doesn't work in that moment. Not like this." But it is huge. It's like meme worthy today, and 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 it was recognizably meme worthy in '99 as well. Yeah, that character by the name's name is. Uh oh! Don't tell me. I know it. Oh my god! I know them all. Fuck. Um. Trans. Oh, Think of trans. Wait, think of trans. Think trans. Oh, shit. Switch. Switch. Yes. Yeah, in the script, that character was supposed to be, I think, female in the real world and male in the in the Matrix in the studios, like, or Joel Silver's like, nah. I don't understand that. Don't do that. <laughs> he doesn't. You crazy it. brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what was the guy that was with her that was, uh, Apoc, right? Yeah. Apoc's the guy that dies with her. Yes. And that's when she's like, not like this. Not Cypher, like this. You, Cypher, you bastard. Not like this. Yeah, um, I, I, like, I like that the thing that resonated with you the most is the villain's reasoning. Dude, okay, yeah, and when he talks about humanity being a virus, that was the other thing. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're totally right. Like, you're totally right. The humanity other is a virus. Yeah, for sure. No, I like, I totally was like, I got what Agent Smith was, was selling on that one for sure. Um, Boys. Th- something, I gave it five out of five already. Okay. I give you? it five out of five, too. I give it five out of five, too. Nice. Um, I think the lobby in the rooftop gunfight is is – 
you know, enough has said been said about that throughout the years, over and over and over again. Uh, people talk about obviously how the dun, bullet dun, time dun, at the top dun, of the dun, of the roof, dun, dun, the, dun, the, dun, the lobby dun, fight dun, inspired dun. Columbine, but that's not true. The movie came out after Columbine. So, oh no, it didn't. The movie came out March thirty first, and Columbine was April twentieth. Yep. That's right. So yeah, so the movie came out right before, and this is the Trenchcoat Mafia. But um, for me, when I was watching the film in theaters, two things really stuck out with me was the Wachowskis know how to film rain. The rain is so fucking good in this movie. Yeah, especially it's, in the it's first a great act. looking movie, and that's a, that's one of the things that really baffled me about the re- resurrections is how cheap and meaningless the, all the shots. COVID, were. oh COVID, baby! But uh, but like r- the rain looks so good when they're like picking them up, you know, in the beginning of the film, Neo, and they have to get the tracker out of him, and there's like the there's the alley that they or the road he can go down. It's like you know super rainy, or when he's under the bridge, it's just pouring down the side of the bridge. That's great. Overhead shots looking down where the rain is going right past the lens. It was gorgeous. Sydney. And, and then the second thing that looks really great in cinemas and still does today when you watch it on Blu-ray or um, on 4K on HBO Max, lens reflections. The painstaking hours they put into making sure that there is no camera crew in the lens reflections of people's glasses i think the lenses is, are fake i mean i think that's, that's sometimes sometimes they're fake sometimes they they had a rotoscope and do shit like that sometimes they they actually like you know superimpose images on top of like morpheus's glasses and sometimes they actually took some time to like make sure that you couldn't get the camera in the shot when you see movies like stargate and things of that such it was a trope of the 90s that you you know in the 80s and and and, and the 70s when you'd have like you know main characters walk straight up to the camera with their sunglasses on and you could just see the big white fucking reflectors you could see the lights you could see the crew you could see almost everybody if you pause like Stargate's one of those famous ones if you actually pause Kurt Russell at when he's like close up on the camera you could see everybody on set behind the camera and that was something that growing up in the 90s and 80s, you just saw all the time and it became a common film trope was, oh, there, there's the crew in the camera shot, you know, but now the Matrix changed the game. They're like, no, we're making it a real fucking strong effort that we're going to shoot faces with cameras in their fucking face and we are going to remove the camera, whether digitally or through trick photography, but we're going to remove the camera out of the shot and the entire crew. And I... Loved it. It's that attention to detail that made that movie so fucking fun, too, to watch for me, at least. Oh, my God. What is this? Yeah, is that the Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yeah, look how bad it is. You can, like, see, like, the Jeep in the background that, like, <laughs> Dean Devlin was using that day. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Roland Emmerich's special, like, pool Jeep full, full his, of his boys. Boy, his, there's his boy <laughs> parties going on in the background. Boy, it's boy Jeeps in the background. Maybe you take them to the boy dune. Well, boys. And, and to be fair, uh, you're wrong because there's a shit ton of, of of visible cameras. But they did. They put effort into it. Here, I'll give you one right here. Like they For put the Matrix. E- yeah, yeah. Of course, they put effort into hiding them. Yes, yes. That's exactly that's my point. That's what I was saying. I didn't say that they, they that they, they weren't always out there. But I said they did put effort into hiding them. There. That's a really good one. Do you see how they painted Morpheus's tie onto the cover of the camera and they try to paint the side of the wall so you can't see it? No, they did a pretty good job for the most part. <laughs> they put effort into trying to hide the camera. And they did this with 1999 budget, right? 1999 special effects. So there was always limitations on what they actually could do. But I like that they tried to make the effort for that. Um, also something very interesting. I watched Hook over the holidays with my kids. And I noticed while watching Hook, the Steven Spielberg classic, is that it's a, it's a, it's a, a very diverse cast. And it feels like diverse casting but not for diverse casting sake necessarily Ooh. it doesn't feel forced and no. i would say the, the matrix 
is another film that rewatching it this year for this spoiler cast. Um, I was like, yeah, this film is super diverse. And I never noticed diverse cast in the past because I have white privilege and that's why. And I, I don't need to acknowledge Jesus those things. Christ. But I mean, that's what they tell me, folks. But th- what I would say is uh, my, my opinion on that would be realistically is that I don't notice these diverse diverse casts because I'm not really looking for that, right? I'm not, so I'm not really like, you're not racist. Like, right, exactly. At least that's the way I see it too. So, you know, I, I understand both perspectives, I guess. So my point is that watching it now, being racist and yeah. having you know understand how racist you're racist is racist I, to say you're not racist exactly so um i watch this movie now with new racist eyes <laughs> and i go oh my god this is incredible <laughs> this is a ri- no it's not it's not even just uh, that it's like it's it's super diverse like i mean there's people well and the idea white. is that in the real world everybody's like at least all the all the born people and this is in the right. second one they're all just kind of brown ish because it's like, what south park says right yeah there's no there's nobody but they're they're really people wouldn't more be like racist Pacific- anymore when there was a war against machines. But they're Pacific Islander, Hawaiian, Samoan, Tongan, like, right? They're like those. They're they're Castrum, you know, Australians. Like those. Are the well, you who was the original Neo in the in the Wachowski's mind? The original Will. Neo and, and Will. Uh, yeah, and who was who was Morpheus? Millennium, baby. Oh, Morpheus was. I don't. I don't remember. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Okay, I remember it was being a white guy. Yeah. So that would have been a very different movie, but good, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sean Connery would have brought it, like like Lawrence Fishburne. Did. He was still working then. That was like entrapment error. Yeah, but seriously, though, Lawrence Fishburne is Morpheus to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the He's casting really to me is, is perfect. The other thing I noticed while watching this uh, with my wife and kids, Carrie um, Moss is a little mannish, but uh, now looking back, oh, I don't that mind. Was I love, I love Trudy. I, I love Carrie Moss in this film. Yeah, I was watching this movie with my wife and kids, The Matrix, and I noticed how thin Lawrence Fishburne is in this film, in the first Matrix. And how yeah, much he up. actually has like the same presence as Yahya Abdul Mateen the second has, and I I remember being like, oh yeah, I can totally see the casting of Yahya if you're looking at presence, you know, and stature alone, like it's very similar. Um, but uh, I, Larry Fishburne is a, an incredible actor, and he can easily bring it when he doesn't give a shit. He's not doesn't have to bring it. And this was like a movie that he could have phoned in and still done a great job. But he is incredible as Morpheus. When he fights Agent Smith in the bathroom, that is incredible. That's acting. He's acting while doing his choreography, his fight choreography. But there's incredible acting going on there with Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus because he knows he's fighting to his death right now. But he's also going to try to do it because he also realizes that he's the best of the best right? as far as they're concerned. I, I, I think The Matrix to me was one of those fantastic moments sharing it with the kids for the first time. Also for this for the spoiler cast because the kids really took to the fighting like as soon as the movie's over my son's like doing the come oh really was it their first screening okay. their first screening of the Matrix yeah and my son's doing that come like the Neo does that come over to me and fight he's doing all the the Neo poses he just wants to fight like all the time because of it I'm just like you know we're we're playing around they keep my kids kept running around the house saying that they were batteries and nothing, <laughs> and, and nothing mattered because they were batteries it was the best we were having the best time yeah. I didn't let them watch. Reloaded and and revolutions because I knew that there was a little bit more adult themes in that. That and the sex that, scene and reloaded. They weren't going to grasp yeah. any of that. What? And they weren't going to grasp any of reloaded or revolutions. No, and and reloaded has a pretty graphic sex scene, even though there's no overt nudity in it. It's it's they go per- weirdly far with that 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 scene. Dude, dude, don't, you ain't, you ain't got to tell me, Bobby. Bum, 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 I, bum. I I fucking we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll let's, get let's there, move dude. forward. Um. I think some things I want to point out uh, is that the um, 
the law-breaking stunt that took place over Sydney. So when they have Matrix uh, ending going on and and Neo's holding uh, Morpheus by uh, by the rope underneath the helicopter, Trinity's yeah. flying, and, and they're dangling over Sydney, that was entirely against the law. Sydney was apparently the town council or whatever, the committee, whatever, the fucking mayor, all that shit. They fucking were pissed because they were not supposed to fly that low or I think that day as well. And they were just like, we're just flying around these two people right alongside these tight, the sky, uh, skyscrapers, these towers. And they didn't give a shit. And, you know, it pays off because it feels like they are amongst the ta- like the buildings, and the towers just flying in between them. And they had to shoot that in 99. They're not going to get those CGI shots because we already knew from 98, I think, Godzilla, right? Where Godzilla, like, flying between, like, buildings looks like, you know, miniatures, like miniature miniatures, miniatures, right? But, like, when you do it in Sydney and you're actually having these, like, stuntmen dangling from a helicopter that you're just zipping around the skyscrapers, it's, like, that perfect example of, you know, ask for forgiveness later as, as, opposed, as opposed to asking for acceptance first. I mean, they thing, kept right? shooting in Sydney, so they didn't ban them. They did, and they didn't, but I think they did that also near the end of the actual uh No, the shoot. next two movies were also Sydney, so... Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, the movie made a ton Some of money. Of it. I mean, the the, you're the not, freeways you're not, you're not all banishing that, the Matrix from filming in your city. No, of course so not. the Matrix like made I mean, the Matrix outshone the uh uh the Phantom Menace, which is really important to, to point out that Star Wars came back for the first time in decades where people were excited, right? Like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it. It's been, you Phantom know, Menace made more. Phantom Menace made more than the Matrix." It did, but the Matrix made a bigger impact. Is my it point. won visual effects over phantom menace that was the big oh i don't even care about who won i mean it made a bigger impact i mean the matrix had matrix is a contender and phantom menace was star wars i mean maybe but the matrix hasn't overtaken star wars in cultural significance no but like it made a huge impact in the way movies were filmed moving forward how many movies like bit off and stole everything i mean the fact that like you go to see a marvel film today and nobody's wowed about what captain america or spider-man are doing is because of the matrix yeah well i mean and that was the wachowski's doing stuff that was commonly done in hong kong movies but for the we had just bringing it it here it's like apple it's like everyone on android gets it first but then once the person on an apple iphone gets it hey did you know about facetime you know it's like you know about this there's FaceTime. Yeah. Um, and and then so, it, 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 it was replicated fucking fast. I mean, Charlie's Angels was like the next year, right? Dude, um, I, uh, Kung Fu Hustle I, uh, pretty much took bits from it. The other one was... Um, well, no, Kung Fu Hustle was actually Hong Kong shit. Kung Pao, uh, uh, right? The that 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 joke one by Odenkirk. Oh yeah, but that, like I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about like like fake. Like yeah, scary movie probably did it. Shit like that. I'm not talking about like spoofs of it. I'm talking about like not spoofs, but like other movies legitimately oh, yes. trying to like replicate wire work from 2000 to through like 2005. It was like the only thing people did until Batman Begins came out, and everyone went like, "Oh, grounded and gritty's working. Everything's grounded and gritty." And then they kind of switched to grounded and gritty, but like everything felt like it had a matrix aesthetic to it. Even Daredevil, the the Ben Affleck Daredevil has a, a matrix leather feel to that it. Came out way, before it, the oh no yeah, no you're right yeah that no, came so out, three or something yeah it right? came out between the, the movie and the sequels yeah yeah um uh oh you know the other thing I really like about the matrix talking about attention to detail earlier right. is um I think maybe this is the last thing I have to say about it really yeah is we're forty seven minutes here the moment where Neo has to finally be you know, unjacked and pulled out of the matrix at the end 
because the squids are on top of the Nebuchadnezzar and they're fucking just ripping it apart and they're going to kill everybody and they have to hit the MP. In the wide shot, you can see Trinity pull the jack out of Neo just before the EMP goes. And I love things like that, that when you watch the film a million times, you finally, you see that moment, you go, oh my God, it's clear as day, she actually does it. So it's not something they hid in edits, which it feels like it kind of would be in any other movie, because they don't want to give it away. But it's done so quickly with such a, you know, mural yeah, you of different shit going on. You don't, yeah, you're not paying attention like to that one hand mo motion. That's also kind of purposely hidden in the shot. And and there's moments like that I like that play later into other sequels of uh, the Matrix that I also think is just so good that they are able to do that. Um, what did you think though? Speaking of the ending of this, Neo versus Smith, round one. What did you think of it? Like that's like, one of the definitive boss fights. Boss fights in a movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not the best. I, if I had to, I'll, I can do it right now. Top five boss fights. It would be number five, uh, probably. Wow, you just you just picked number five out of nowhere. No, no. You want me to do do, do the rest? Yeah. Uh, do, top five. I'm trying to remember, like, because like, all right, I'll, I'll work backwards. One for me would be Arnold versus the Predator. Oh, you really not? And Bison versus Guile? <laughs> in, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in boss fights in movies. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about Jean-Claude Arnold versus, Arnold versus the Predator is number one. Yeah, number two would be, I I'm going to say Arnold versus uh, the, the, the T-1000. Wait, uh, you're not going to say the CB-100 or the CB whatever, the T-100? The original body, the CB-085 or whatever it was called? The it, original it, it, it was against Sarah Connor. No, it was the uh, series T eight hundred model number one hundred one. Okay, that's what it is. Versus the prototype T one thousand in the factory with the the shifting girders and, and stuff. I mean, it, yep. it, 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 and it's a great that one's a great subversion because technically the villain wins and and Arnold's defeated, but he obviously comes back with the auxiliary power. Jesus, uh, number three Jesus. have to be aliens. The alien versus the alien queen versus the the power loader oh yeah for sure yeah get what, away from her you bitch what would be number four if the matrix is oh that's five? easy that's easy number four yeah number four is jesus versus the devil and the passion of the christ it's See, in the you, uh, it's, you, can, you can't play the game seriously <laughs> what are you talking about that's a great moment that's a really good moment like he defeats the devil i mean if you count it as a boss fight then it's brody versus the the shark when the sh that post quint smile you son of yeah. a bitch you can count that as a boss fight and i think that's four and then five would be the matrix the, the oh Smith man versus, yeah. really scorpion king's not on there anywhere see yeah. <laughs> are there any i'm missing oh dude there's tons you're missing realistically but like i mean like I mean, that should be above any of the ones. I it's just mentioned. all the qualifications. Like, I feel like you have to like really segment these into like very specific groups. So it's like, because why would you not pick Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro at the end of Heat? See, that's not to me a boss fight. Really, that's totally a boss. That's fight. true romantic. They ain't holding hands. Fight. They're not. Yeah, well, no, but like the, the whole like the, the the planes landing over them at LAX. It's a cool. Like, it's a cool. Yeah, it's a cool. Like, but it doesn't really. I mean, I'm I'm talking more like action movie, more more comic booky, more Van Helsing versus Dracula see, in the Van Helsing movie directed by Stephen Summers. So you're not even trying anymore. What are you talking about? Stephen Summers is amazing. Anything with the Rock in it, honestly, has a as a boss fight. Do you agree with me that Predators won? Yeah, for sure. Predators pretty that, amazing. It, uh 
The only thing I would debate is that I don't know if I put Predator or um, Aliens. Uh, Aliens first. I'm not sure which. Aliens but is I, iconic, so it's something to real say. I would say it's those two at the top, and then the third one would definitely be uh, Terminator 2. No. Sure. And I have trouble with Jaws because it's not really a fight, per se. It's not. It's a hunt. It's more... It's, yeah. He's hunting. He's hunting. The Matrix is a definitive uh, fight. Oh, yeah. There's there's three definitive boss fights in the Matrix movies. In the first trilogy, for sure. Like, very definitive boss fights. Honestly, Spider-Man versus... Uh, Toby Spider-Man versus Defoe Green Goblin. I love that fucking end fight. I think that was, like, one of, like... That one key, could even See, be in my top five. I love... I love that ending. Do you count boss Green Goblin's is beating the shit out of him. He's winning so hard. Oh yeah, he destroys Spidey. I mean, his it's it's like one of the few times where his like his mask is completely destroyed by the villain beating on him. I think in and two and when his mask is destroyed at the train, it's because like fire gets on his mask or some shit, and he has to take it off. He's like, oh, that mask is. Green. He had sparks on it or something. Yeah, yeah it, it's not Doctor Octopus beat the shit out of him to the point where his mask had to come off, practically. Um, but wait. Is a boss fight only at the end of a movie? Because it has to be at the end of the movie, right? So, I mean, towards the end. It doesn't have to be the, the very whole point last of it being scene. A boss fight. Yeah, the it's Matrix the isn't the like the, the end of the scene. Neither is T2's. It, it's it is not it. the end of the movie. The The characters are still alive post that in both The Matrix and T2. So, by my qualification, it doesn't have to be the exact end of the movie. Not the, not the final scene, but near. it has to be in Act 3 is the point. Yeah, it has to be Act 3, yeah. Okay, interesting. So I think the boss fight in Reloaded kind of gets a shitty placement then because it it clearly happens in the second act. Um, yeah, it's not also anyways, that good. <laughs> it, it, it isn't uh, the burly brawl. Actually, it's amazing. But let's get let's get. I guess yeah, no, let's, let's move to Reloaded. Actually, no, I I want to say actually Neo versus Smith round one. I the few things I will say about it is that because like again something everyone's talked about, but it's very tactile. It's a very small fight in a subway in comparison to what we see in movies today and especially in the matrix moving forward. Yeah. But it felt so big. Well, it had to be grounded so they could recreate it in CGI for the right. whole time. But it felt so, no, no, I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean that, that subway fight felt really big to me it in is. 1999. It's right. It felt really fresh to me and it only feels small today in comparison to what we've seen advanced in cinema today. Yeah, no, I, I told I said this on, on the podcast before that like I had the first fight I was ever in in high school shortly after having seen The Matrix, so it'd been Love like it. my junior year, and I, I was just like, oh, so I'm gonna I know how to do stuff. I was like, I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna do, do the punch, and it's not the punch isn't gonna land. I'm gonna stick my fingers out and, and, and hit his Adam's apple, and I was right in a headlock at for like a, a half a second. I was like, fighting's fast. You don't you don't have time to like. I thought yeah. I could reason each move and stuff and like counter and shit no it's not like sherlock where he like thinks it all through perfectly. yeah no i thought i could do that i thought i could use my 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 mind was going to be my matrix power where i was able to yeah. slow down time and like all right this fist is coming at me at a 45 degree angle like a counter it's like <laughs> no the, the, i was already being punched before i even realized the cup the fist was going at me so adam's apple exposed wrist exposed use wrist smash adam's apple exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't happen like that does it i mean you say those movies were heavily influenced by matrix shit so sure Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, clearly Sherlock Holmes, the Downey Jr. one, has a lot of Matrix to it. The way it's all well, there's slow mo and the second one too. A lot. Uh, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder is also very and, and Zack yeah. Snyder's entire action philosophy is very influenced by the Matrix and what the Wachowskis did. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised actually if they're friends to some extent. Um, realistically, they hate him. Uh, <laughs> no way. Are you kidding? Zack's Zack's friends with people that most people think would have nothing to do with him. Sure, sure. 
Like, and that's the, that's the thing. Like, it's like Michael Bay. Again, we talked about the Michael Bay episode. Michael Bay is friends with some of the most elite, great Hollywood, like, you know, creators. And people will be like, no, oh, Michael Bay probably well, yeah, hangs out with to... prostitutes and hookers. And it's like, no. Like, well, speaking of prostitutes and hookers, a, a famous producer who's known for prostitutes, coke, and hookers fucking made these movies. So, so, I mean, it's Joel Silver. So, you know, like it, the fact that like it was Joel. I thought you were going to say Don Simpson. I was like, Don Simpson didn't make No, Joel movies. Silver pr- produces. The guy who produced, you know, Die Hard and shit. So yep. it's like the fact that he was. And, and, and Joel Silver is famous for that whole quote about how you like never let a woman direct a movie. It, He's it, not right with that entirely because Catherine Bigelow, I be, I, I beg to differ, is is not. No, there, there's like plenty of says. good movies directed by women, but Patty his, Jenkins his, does a great job. His philosophy was never let him. He, he said this in an interview, like never let a woman direct a movie because you know the cycles. Well, you've got a four month shoot, you've got you know seven days of of the the director has to be the emotional metronome of the entire crew, <laughs> and and cycles just fuck that up entirely. And oh, of course, sure. now he's. Produce movies directed by women, but they don't have cycles. <laughs> oh, not anymore. Not, not not according to his new theories. Nia DaCosta, by the way, that's doing the new the the Marvels film, uh, the new Captain Mar- um, Captain Marvel sequel, um, starring also Tayona Paris's uh, Photon and uh, whatever. And as little Brie Larson as prop as possible, probably. Nia DaCosta yeah. did an incredible job with the new Candyman film, also starring Yahya Abdul Mateen the second, dude. Nobody she is a fan. I loved it. She's a fantastic filmmaker. I cannot wait to see honestly what she does with the Marvel. You don't have to immediately like praise a woman who directs movies after I quote Joel Silver, <laughs> dude. Oh no, no I one listening to except Justin, and he doesn't fucking care about that kind of stuff. Candyman remake is awesome. If you like Monkey Paw Productions, I, don't. I think you'll like it. You don't like anything from Monkey Paw? I don't even know what Monkey Paw is. That's that's uh, Get Out and uh, Us. No, and, that's Bloomhouse. Uh, no, no, but Monkey Paw also does that shit. Sure. Monkey Monkey Paw. Right, is, we're still uh, not through the Matrix, and we're in an Monkey hour. Paw is Jordan Peele. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta stop listing things you love, right. and also going on tangents every time I talk about like the movie we're talking about. Okay, so before Matrix Reloaded came out, yeah, Dreamcatchers released in theaters. And I saw Dream- Dreamcatcher in theaters. And when Dreamcatcher came out in theaters, something aired or was released right beforehand, right? It came right beforehand. After the trailers aired. I it saw was- it on a date, and she was just like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, it's the Matrix short. It's I Matrix- knew about this. It's Animatrix, Final Flight of the Osiris. Yeah. It's the only one in the Animatrix we're going to talk about right now. We're not going to talk about the rest of the Animatrix shorts. We're not going to talk about them all tonight, dude. No, no, we're not talking about them at all. But – um. Just so you know, by the way, uh, the Animatrix, I have that on Blu-ray and DVD. I had it on DVD. And it, it has a certain order where the very first movie you watch or short you watch on it is Final Flight of the Osiris. If you watch on HBO Max now, that's the final movie you watch. They changed the whole order of the Animatrix. I think they made it chronological order only. So if you watch it now, it's perfect chronological order of the Matrix all the way up to Final Flight of the Osiris, which takes place moments before... Uh, Matrix uh, Reloaded starts. Yes. I loved this when I saw it in theaters. I, you were on a date. It's super sexy with hot bods getting well, that, barely naked. I mean, that's the movie is that ass shot. That's it. And uh, that, that, the and rest the of it's kind shot, of meaningless. And the ab shot and the tit shot. and the, Yeah, the ass shot's all, everything, though, for sure. The ass shot's the, the, the only part that really matters. So wh- what did your date think? <laughs> I don't know. We talked a lot more about uh, uh, Dreamcatcher. <laughs> So, Dreamcatcher was a cool movie, though. 
No, it's not. Um, I like it. It's very Stephen King, though, with the kids. It's a failure of a movie. Um, uh, the kids. I always love when Stephen King goes back to the childhoods. You can't help it. Let's go back to the childhoods. Um, it's it again, basically. Uh, I'm not going to give the Animatrix as a whole, my boys, but I will say Final Flight of the Osiris. I will give it. It it was mind blowing with the CGI, especially at that time. It was like it was final. It was like a. Uh, Final Fantasy kind of like level, but even better than that. I'll give it like a a, a three out of five, both based on the ass shot and the CGI. We cannot spend that, this long eh. on Reloaded or Revolutions. No, uh, but that, what do you think though? End of the Matrix is like more of a tech demo than it was a, a, a like an actual experience. I enjoyed the ass shot, but I was like, this didn't need to be a thing. It was more like a marketing tool. It's like an extended trailer. Like, look, we can pretty do. much. Yeah, it was like extended prologue. And yeah, I've. The time you maybe watch the Animatrix is the only time I've actually watched all of them because some of them are so fucking bad and forgettable. And the Aeon Flux one with the rudder, like that's yes. so fucking stupid. I was like, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah. End of the I Matrix love the is... robot one at the end where the robot actually like falls in love with the human and they go in the robot's mind, they fuck with its mind. And I like the the, the second Renaissance's one and two. I think those are really good. The actual like how they make those are happen. interesting, but yeah, it's like the it, kid, it doesn't... the kid one where you find out the origin of the kid That's is dumb. stupid. The Trinity one where for no reason she's like dealing with the detective on the train is stupid. The, They're the all pretty stupid. The samurai honestly. one is dumb. That was right? horrible. Like, that was yeah. almost unwatchable. Yeah, but hey, you know what? They're the Matrix, so I love them all. But but at the same time, I also can you know understand that they're all lacking. Right. But they're fun. I love anime. So. Reloaded, uh, very heavily inspired by anime, obviously. Um, real quick, though, there's no more real, tank. No, stop saying real quick, though. <laughs> real quick, though, no more tank. Yeah, the actor wanted like more than Keanu Reeves was going to get or something. The actor that played Tank, we don't know his name because he never became famous, thought he was David Caruso. He thought he was Terrence Howard. He was like, hey, you know what? People came to the Matrix and they want Tank, so you have to give me more money or you're yeah. not going to have Tank for your new sequel. And they went, uh okay no tank and he went oh good luck with your movie <laughs> i just forget he's in the next movie i mean he, I, like, it's it's the the dude from lost harold pinot harold perino but here's the thing no more tank but so much more link right so much more link yeah no more Doze, dozer's dead though right dozer's dead but they do say dozer's name and he's the only one of those two brothers mentioned by name they never say tank's name they're like fuck you dude fuck you're tank. not even getting mentioned again we'll dead say dozer's tank. name they even say Dozer's name in Matrix Resurrections oh, and really? still don't mention Tank. Yeah, they still, like, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, it's a moment when Niobe and, and, and Neil, uh, Neil, I wish his name was Neil. <laughs> Ni Niobe and Neo are walking together and 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 uh, Neo's all like, this is better than uh, Dozer's paint greaser or whatever the fuck. Oh, paint yeah, yeah, I do remember that now, yeah. Um, Nona Gay replaces Aaliyah, who actually shot scenes for the film because she died. Aaliyah died. Oops, she forced somebody to take a plane and take it off the runway yeah. with way too much weight, too many fat bodyguards, and it killed them all. She and was also true. an R. Kelly victim. She's also a supervillain for killing all these people in a plane crash. Well, that doesn't excuse R. Kelly fucking her when she was like 14 or 15. No one said it excused it. <laughs> Uh, well, I wouldn't call her a, vi a, a villain just because she was like, take off the airplane. She killed, she killed all those innocent fat people and the pilot that day on the plane. 
Um, so Aaliyah, all her scenes had to be reshot by Nona Gay. By the way, I think Nona Gay is a better actress than Aaliyah. I think Nona Gay has a better presence than Aaliyah. She's I think fine. Nona Gay was a win. I don't think we need to talk about Nona Gay at all. Nona Gay is hot, and she's fucking Marvin Gaye's daughter. She was there in the Oh, yeah, I remember that. When Marvin Gaye's thing, yeah. dad came over and blew him away. Like, that's, and I don't mean sex, like blowjob. I mean, like, gun. Hmm. She was there, I think. Okay, no more rumors. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. No more Jet Li. Jet Li was going to be in this movie as Seraph, but guess what? Jet Li didn't want his moves. Yeah, I think that was something. I remember in 2009, <laughs> I was like, I thought that was Jet Li. I think I said that to you. Yeah, yeah. So Jet Li was, like, was no, like, that's not Jet Li. <laughs> you can't record my moves digitally for Enter the Matrix. So because I won't sign that contract, oh. you can't have me at all. And therefore, I will not be in your movies. And they said, fine. And they got some random dude from Hong Kong. And he was like, he, willing to do it. So he did it. He, apparently, he could act and uh, fight. So it worked out, you know. But I think everybody actually in, in like Hong Kong can like just fight and act. So it's like it's like I the assume they can. The Seraph guy's fine. Seraph guy is actually really vanilla, to be honest. For me, it's yeah, he's like not, a he, doesn't, he doesn't really bring much to the role. He doesn't really bring anything to the role. And Jet Li, I think, would have brought some charisma to it. They should have just cut Seraph out of the Enter the Matrix. Here's the thing: they probably couldn't cut Seraph out of the Enter the Matrix because they already put too is much. Is he a development playable character? It. He's not a playable character. No, but he's. If I recall, he's one of the characters in like missions with you as Niobe or ghost because mm-hmm. you, you interchange between Niobe and ghost and enter the matrix. And as you mentioned earlier, I made us watch the cutscenes. I played enter the matrix when it came I out. Never got, I never got, I didn't get do games. That, that time. I, I played Enter the matrix because I was like, I got to fucking know everything about the matrix before the new reloaded comes out. So when moments in reloaded happen, I go, I know about that. I know about that. I did that. I helped with that or what, or maybe it was for revolutions. Maybe it came out in between reloaded and revolutions, but you, I definitely like, yeah, it was in between Reloaded and Revolutions because um, at the end of Enter the Matrix, you're like Niobe flying through the, the, the her hovercraft through the tunnels and Ghost is shooting off squids and you just came from the Oracle and then she mentions that in Revolutions. She's like, I just spoke to the Oracle and she gave me a path to go on. Yeah, and, you're yeah, like, there's, and, there's, and you go, I know about that path because I play the video yeah. game. <laughs> I, I remember that being a thing. People who were like, oh, like who, in the theater who had seen it, like, oh, there's a level where you're getting, you're driving yeah. on the freeway to catch but, Oh, dude, that was the same Morpheus. level because you're Niobe driving because she's like really good at driving and you're ghost shooting out of the car and you have to catch Morpheus. In that moment, you actually have to catch him and they they show the cutscene of morpheus falling into the car and you get like i think a little extra jada because they shot that was the other thing about enter the matrix in the cutscenes we mentioned all live action cutscenes shot by the wachowskis all sequences essentially that continue the story but like it was not unheard of at that time because cutscenes with live action were really common in the 90s but it was unheard of to have it be like all hollywood stars directed by Hollywood directors making a Hollywood blockbuster for you as a video game. Because there's, like, all kinds of that, that shit beforehand. But it was big deal, like, to be like, oh, my God, this is, like, I'm in the Matrix. I'm actually going in the Matrix. Um, another character that's in Reloaded, that's mentioned in Reloaded right away, uh, is a character that's huge in Enter the Matrix, Ballard, played by Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, that's, the, that's their operator. No, no, he's another captain. Oh, okay. Yeah, because at one point when they're like, um, they're trying to get volunteers to uh to go out and find um the Nebuchadnezzar or whatever the fuck. The fuck is um, they like one of the uh, uh Roy Jones Jr. Ballard's Captain Ballard's uh guys is all like, we'll volunteer, and he's like, you better put that fucking hand down if you don't want to like you know get oh, your face broken in. Yeah, he doesn't look much like you. No, but he's a character that they call <laughs> out during Enter the Matrix. 
And like I'm like, and they keep being like, Ballard, are you there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm right here with you, <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> well, you, you, you're, you're probably the only person who gives a shit about the character of Ballard. Um, so and, uh, Matrix. Matrix Reloaded, okay, my boys. Honestly, no bullshit, five out of five boys. Like I said, it's not the sequel I wanted, but that doesn't mean I don't like the movie. It, I'm I love what they were doing with it. I, it's not what I would have done. It's iconic though. Even the shit that's like like the the scene with the architect, like visually, that is super memorable and like I, iconic. People like yep. You could show that shot to anybody and be like, oh, that's the fucking Matrix reloaded. But I like, love it when you see the all the new one doesn't have bullshit. any of that. Right, but the architect scene when all the Neos go bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are confused by what that is. That, that's that's just, all the past Neos. No, that is not all the past Neos. There's only eight was. past Neos. There's not thousands of them. And they they weren't they didn't look like Keanu Reeves. They were different people. It's just been other people. So some of them were, you know. So what are those are those all like different Keanu no, thoughts? No, those are moment? those are just all the possible things that Keanu could do. Those are all that that because the Matrix is an oh. algorithm, and even when you're a human being in the Matrix, ever, all the choices you make are just still part of the algorithm that the Matrix is so adapting to. So that's why to. it resets every time once he does an action. It resets. That's to why the every action. time he does something, it zooms in on one of the the screens because like right. that's that's the outcome that ha that actually happened. But there's moments when he says things or doesn't say things, and the screen starts screaming behind him. But as soon as he creates whatever action he creates or yeah. says whatever he says, the screens go back to like you know, uh, you know, position one Neo or whatever. The fuck. I've had arguments with people who are like, "Oh no, that's all the past, the ones." And I'm mm -hmm. like, "No, they didn't look like Keanu Reeves. They were different people." And they're also worth thousands. He says eight that you're the eighth time this has happened. This is the eighth time the Matrix has been destroyed. I believe. I think it's eight, but it's a, it's a single digit recall. number. I don't actually recall that uh, number, but that's awesome. I missed that while watching this. Yeah, it, the, the twist is that it's it's actually, because they say in the first one, they don't know exactly what it is. They think it's like the 24th century or something. But like the, the re revelation is that, no, it's actually hundreds of years in the future because this has happened over and over again. The, an anomaly occurs in which somebody has you know powers beyond what they're supposed to in the matrix and, and they start freeing people and a city's built and then we destroy the city and then the city gets rebuilt and the, the i guess the city comes first That's then a, the one comes yeah. and he populates it the whole yeah the, yeah yeah he builds the map yeah but, like dude i think you just blew a bunch of people's minds because i think a lot of people assumed what i thought like i think most people honestly watching the architect it's not go, super clear and they should have used more you know dumb person word to systemic anomalies yes, and shit like that's a little tough he has a word of the day calendar i mean that's all it is it's just a whole bunch of like you know thesaurus use and like it's like kind of gets annoying to that point you're kind of like okay i get it i get what you're doing i think uh mtv for their movie awards had will ferrell parody this and he just kept saying like hitherto and like things like that over and over again and it kind of you know, no, I, 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 I of that moment because, like I said, I made a concerted effort when we watched it again together in 2009 to like I, I would follow what the fuck is being said here. And I had like I, I remembered all the words in, in terms of like that I needed to look up uh, and, and get a, like a basic understanding of the description because it that scene it isn't that big a mind blowing because it was more just people being like what? And I remember the big twist. When they wheel uh, Bane <laughs> next to Neo, and everybody's like, "Who's that? Who's that guy?" <laughs> like nobody, yeah. nobody knew who the fuck it was. But like, oh yeah, that, that, that's Smith. That is the problem with the sequels: is that they, they rather than creating a new villain or new character who represented the Matrix on a higher level, the mm -hmm. villain is Smith again. 
and Smith. It's it's Bane. It's Bane as Smith, right? Smith. Well, no, Smith. it's more Smith. It's more Hugo Weaving. Smith is the the core villain. So the Bane, Bane actually, is a copy of Smith, who's now copying himself, or he's, he's in the a, real world. He's possessed by Smith. Yeah, his his human consciousness is like buried deep in there. That's why he's cutting himself. Dude, the guy that plays Bane is incredible at playing Hugo Weaving as Agent. That's Smith. the problem is that they also pick someone who looks so much like him. It's almost kind of confusing. And sounds it should have just sounds. been it should have been like a black woman or something. So it's complete like disconnect between the real world and and. and Hugo Weaving. It's like it's confusing that this guy looks and sounds so much like Hugo Weaving. Sounds is the big one for me. Dude, also to point out, um, for the first time in Matrix Resurrections, I heard the naming, the actual, like, the ident uh, what you would refer to, the uh, uh, the IDing of of Bane and what he was when he was, like, you know, possessed by Smith. If they call it the viral agent. That's what they refer to it in Resurrections, the viral agent. Hmm. I thought that was cool. I was like, "Oh shit, that's what that was. That's what they're calling." Well, no, Bane. That, that, that's no, that's not Bane specifically. That that's uh, Smith infecting everyone else in the Matrix and turning them into copies of him. That's the the viral nature of it. They also called him just Smith, which I like. When in Reloaded, he's referred to as Smith because he, you know, he's as he's in the very beginning, he sends Neo in the mail, or he, or he stops by not mail. Yeah, I guess. he stops by and drops off the little package, essentially his little earpieces out, and show he's unplugged. That's something that I did not get until two thousand and nine rewatch was the idea that okay, what's different this time is Smith, not necessarily Neo. Neo does Agent something Smith. unprecedented, which is he chooses to not return to the source and allow himself to be. Right, disseminated into code. Although he does at the end after he defeats Smith, he he rejects the architect, chooses love, saves Trinity, and then he's like, "Well, I fucked up." But like, because Smith is copying himself and taking over the Matrix, they he's have a, a bargaining virus. chip. What? Yeah, he's a real virus, and, and he's he was complaining about that in the previous film, and he actually becomes like a very viral agent. Yeah, but just um, on a on a on a film on a storytelling level. I think we were like Smith was a great villain for the first one, but for the second one, it didn't make sense to have him back. It didn't make sense for him That's to be. That's why it wasn't like he the, he wasn't the only villain, right? That's why it was like Hoth, where they had the boss fight, you know, in the end of the first act, beginning of the second act, kind of moment like that. that no, he is the up. only villain in the second and third film, really. Well, no, the the villain also for that movie is the fate of Trinity. Like that's the villain of the no. Movie. I mean a character. I mean an actual. I know what you mean you mean and you mean antagonist and right? an actual antagonist. Right. And, and but, the, but the fate the of Trinity is very palpable to the point where it's it's practically the villain of the film because it's it's the driving motivating factor of Neo's choices and it's what he's battling throughout the whole fucking movie to the point where like it becomes the end of the film. Yeah, that's but, that's also the problem in Attack of the Clones. Well, another problem actually with the film, even though I do love it, I really do love Reloaded, mostly for the car chase. Honestly, I think the the the. The, the car chase, the freeway chase is is like, you know, Dr. Octopus versus Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 train sequence. Like I, this car chase, freeway chase is incredible. It's great, but, but it has. But, but wait, wait, but but that's just the, the naysay first to go on the agents, the upgraded agents and way, the way they, they do the new morph. I don't I never like it when you see new new technology being used for a film to show me what should be old special effects. Like that's what they did wrong with like the prequels, right? They did all these new CGI elements for the, the heads up displays for all the spaceships and the star Wars films. But then, you know, at least JJ gets it right. Like he doesn't do that for the, you know, the, the sequel trilogy where it's like, okay, no, we got to make it look still like shitty ass X wing heads up displays, but they do new morphs. And on top of that, the upgraded agents, was just like this weird, really lazy writing to say like, yeah, remember that thing that happened at the end of the Matrix where he just jumped in an agent? Can't happen anymore. But even when they do that moment to explain it, and Neo goes, oh, upgrades. It's 
not clear he tried to even dive into the fucking agent. They needed to have him like try to dive into an agent and the agent rejects him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's fine to me. The new agents don't really get a lot of, they're not characters. They don't have, they have very little dialogue. Dude, agent Johnson was an actual character that almost showed up in the Matrix uh, Resurrections, but they cut him out. Like something happened. I don't know. I wouldn't what. remember which one was Johnson. I think he was the, the main tall one. I mean, it's hard to describe because they're very you know, bland, but the, there was one more, there was one main one of the three in the uh, uh, the second and third film, and I would say he it's him. Yeah, the freeway chase is the standout, um, and and you know that, that they actually built up a, a fake freeway in Alameda is really cool, and it looks. Mythbusters used it. Mythbusters used it a lot. Uh, it, it, it it's a really great sequence, but your protagonist isn't in that fight, so it's like that's that's a problem, um, and and it's, it's like ultimately it's just a, an escape. I mean, at that point. People are still pretty on board with the movie. It isn't until it gets to the architect scene where everybody's just like, "What the fuck is happening here?" It's not. But just it, only- there's there's problems before everything with the mayor. Of it, you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. You're frozen, but oh, don't can you hear me? Yeah, we're, I think we're good. Yeah, no um, worries. The Merovingian is, is scene is goes on way too long. The scene with the council about? guy. The Merovingian scene has the the first time we get Matrix vaginal orgasm. I know. We get Monica Bellucci with see-through latex pussy. That's great, um, dude. That that incredible latex outfit. All right, also, the, scene, the scene in the machine. We get the introduction of werewolves and vampires. Let me talk once in a while. The, the scene no in the werewolves mach- and vampires. The scene in the machine room with the fucking council guy. That's so early I on. And it goes on so fucking long. That was I remember in the audience being I in the theater, that. just being like, eh, "This is going on a long time." They're oh, talking. I love that scene. I love it when Neo's hanging out. They're both they both can't sleep. All right, how many boys? Can we move forward? Here? I already said my boys. I said them right away at the beginning. Five out of five. Oh, are they okay? I'll give it what three. And a, I'll give it three and a half. I, I, I like I said, I, I, I increased my view of it a lot on that additional rewatch and. I, I still give it credit for doing something very bold, even though it, yeah. it does not land. It just on a mainstream audience level, it just it lost the people. And the the biggest problem isn't just the the, the idea that like they couldn't do the pro war, yeah, humans versus those bad machine stuff that everyone was expecting because they wanted to make an anti war movie. I'm kind of fine with that. I can I can look back on that and think all right that that's okay. But on just a, a sheer level of like what audiences wanted they wanted the concepts from the first matrix they got which is like the digital world versus the real world stuff and they wanted less of the philosophy and what the fuck the one really is and instead they leaned heavily on what the one is and what the philosophical things are and and that's that that's where they misjudged making something that would resonate with mainstream audiences i think the other thing that they misjudge is they, they use very little language and not enough visuals at times to explain the language. For instance, the werewolves, vampires, ghosts. The ghosts are very clear, but the werewolves and vampires are not clear. No. What they, do. they don't use their vampire powers or their werewolf powers ever. They die by silver bullets in one scene, one does. They have a great fight sequence with Neo, and what's great about that fight sequence in, with the werewolves and vampires in the lobby or whatever, or the stairwell, in the foyer, um, the grand entrance. That that's great because it's all again. It's tactile. It's real stunts. It's people jumping. It's wire. Yeah, that's, that's, that scene's good. I, I like that scene. You compare that scene to the earlier boss battle that happens at the beginning of the second act, where Neo fights the Smiths, and you know Neo versus Smith round two. Doesn't work. It's so CGI. It's literally a cartoon fight. My wife even commented on the cartoon fight look of it. Um, but you know 
I literally watch that moment and I go, this is where the fun begins. Like, I'm just like, this is like, this is, this is complete wildness. It's cartoon sound effects. There's literally bowling pin sound effects when Neo throws one of the Smiths into other Smiths. You hear this bowling sound effect. It's it's a, it's way it's a bridge too far for sure. It's, yeah, it it's jumping the shark for sure. It 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 did not work. They do a lot of it practical. A lot more of it's practical than you think. But the problem is, is the CGI Neos and the CGI Agent Smiths or sorry Smiths, they just like really stand out and they don't look good. They look almost worse than video game level at that time too at times it feels really clunky and, and like render passes not completed but that being said we're also looking at it with today's eyes and, yeah but then it didn't look good either well there's a there's a quote from not the wachowskis but the visual effects person i think yeah who's like he saw so many things that they did in the matrix were replicated especially mentioning charlie's angels and then how they just like were ripping it off because it was stuff that like anyone with you know who can buy wires can yes, do I remember this quote and, yes. and he's like we the old so so we're just like we're great we gotta do something that no one else can rip off and the only way to do that is time and money and that was the yeah. burly brawl is that like nobody else can do this because we're pushing you know what can be done the with limits. visual effects the problem was is that the visual effects weren't up to actually doing the scene as they intended it i mean it it, it is a failure on visual effects level of achieving what they wanted to it's also a failure of a fight because it's I think you can call the winner of the first fight clearly Neo, the the subway fight. This fight, though, yeah, Neo just flies Smith, away. Neo just flies away. It feels like a draw, but it's also like clearly the Smiths win because they overpowered him to the point where he just gave up on it. But it, it has no end to it, too. It just kind of yeah, he just flies away. He's like, I give up on this, and then they all walk off into the middle distance, and you're kind of just like, what the fuck? What was the point of this? At least the the werewolf vampire ghost fight does lead to the freeway chase. Does lead to like you know getting the key master in order to be able to get into the room to be able yeah, to and the ghosts see the ghosts die too so and you it, it's pretty visually clear that like okay they get blown up because they can't they can only phase briefly and the explosion just still in center they them. phase into the explosion and the and they and they set up earlier in the film that when they phase they heal yeah so it's possible that they're phasing and healing but they still I think they in. die. I, I can't really tell. I assume they die because they don't come back in the sequel. And in the sequel, you do see in Revolutions more werewolves and more vampires. Of course, again, they don't use werewolves and vampire powers. They just use guns and weapons. Um, I guess the, they flip gravity. That's the vampire thing. Yeah, yeah. That is for sure. They like, crawl on ceilings and stuff like that. Um, the, the fetish shit gets hot too much in Revolutions. Dude, I love the fetish shit, but it does get wild in Revolutions. But for me, the I cave saw my rave, dad. And he was just like, "What is going on dude, here, man?" The cave rave in Reloaded, dude. I do the meat beat to that. I've done the meat beat to that. I have, I have absolutely jerked it while watching. I've done the jack off. So all these androgynous to the, brown to people to the cave rave. I love the cave rave. It is wet stalagmites and stalactites and and like and like you know feet and legs and bodies and is that a breast i don't know it exactly be, it's definitely a nipple it's definitely you know? a human nipple but what what <laughs> is like, it attached to and then meanwhile you're intercutting with keanu begging carrie ann moss who's like so fucking hot too it's like it is amazing and like that is a moment that like i have no bs they're fucking in like a metal table it's weird no they're that's their bedroom in fact they reference it in resurrections that his prison cell looks a lot like his old apartment in zion hmm um, anyways, I, I, I love the cave rave meet beat. Oh, and one more thing. I love when Link shows up 
uh, into Zion and it, speaking of Zion and he sees Nona Gay and he opens the front door and he goes, "Where's my pussy?" Oh yeah, I remember. There's that. two kids I, on the floor. <laughs> so, somebody had a really religious girlfriend and she had a lot of problems with that line and she was like, "I want to leave." I remember like she she like, tells her boyfriend she's like, "I want to leave." And like she she really? hated the vagina cake pie thing dude that's thing. weird it is weird uh, it is weird she was the so Merovingian forces some random woman like, the, 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 like I remember like we were all having this conversation trying to like you know as like film students to discuss the movie and she's like the humor was totally inappropriate kids are gonna see that movie I'm like it's rated R she's like You're, doesn't you know, matter <laughs> that woman was wrong because a woman made that movie well, two women actually. Two women made that movie, yeah, actually. You're right. Women. So, excuse me. So, well, that I, woman I have a you're watching. about that if we ever get to it. We're fucking pretty, pretty far in here. We are pretty far. I'm, I'm good to move on to Revolutions. All right, let's move on to Revolutions. So, Revolutions, I give this also five out of five boys. I actually like – now, here's the thing. I'm not making a bit here. Most people hate Revolutions, Matrix Revolutions. I love the Matrix Revolutions. I love the Siege of Zion. I think the entire Siege of Zion is incredible. Knuckle up. Knuckle up is what's said in this fucking movie all the time. It's what they do to, like, cock their guns. It's what they say to, like, you know, before they go and, like, leave. It's like, they're may the force be with you. Knuckle up is may the force be with you in Matrix. I truly... I disagree, but sure, I guess. Dude, I truly love this movie. There's a lot more memorable movie. lines from the Matrix sequel. It's like, I know Kung Fu. Dodge this. Dodge this. <laughs> yeah. My daughter loved Dodge This. She thought that was so fucking sick. She's like, Dodge This. That is Dodge one of the this. coolest shots in all movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really, really great moment. Um, I, I, I really 30 minutes of this movie are, are Nona Gay and her fucking very dikey friend. I love that. Trying to blow up a squid. No, the drill. I love that. I love that. No, I'm no, sure I, you do. I, they did a great job. Here's the thing I've always said about this. When you have big action battles, you have to have heroes. You have to have champions. You have to have people you're following and watching and following the story along. You have to have people with their own narratives. You have to have a narrative in the battle. If you don't have a narrative in the battle, the battle is just like mind-numbingly dumb. Like it's like that's some of the thing that's great. Like Avengers Endgame barely wove a narrative in. It was get the gauntlet, right? But you get other things like Jon Snow. No, and that's and like, wrong for this. This the, the, Right, wait, wait. Uh, but you get like Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, and you're able to like, oh, I'm following the story of Jon Snow and his narrative of having to save his family's, you know, good fortune and name. Anyways, I'm just talking about narratives and, and, and direct things. Yeah, this is a problem. You, for it's like Star Wars, right? You have these different storylines. You're, you're, you know, you know, kind of sporadically going on, but they're not really in there. You're following their narratives. No. I loved following the infantry narrative as well as the knuckle up narrative, as well as the captain's, you know, Niobe piloting, you know, uh, Captain Roland's. Uh, That's uh, the problem uh, with uh, Re Hubbard Re revolutions. Drive. People think revolutions is all these, you know, conceptual problems but the problem on on a narrative level and i'll give it two and a half um <gasps> is that the movie like the matrix nipple movies, pinching the matrix movies had or the nipple pinching there's the movies had, there's no, yeah yeah your dad's oh, scene this yeah, 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 yeah. like, that's what the nipple goth pinching. Club. yeah yeah dude there's some there, no there's let me make my shot. point for god's sake there's a close-up shot of titties and a girl grabbing those titties and twisting those nipples i remember that yeah no that's in the movie it's, it's uh, hot that, that that really threw my dad off i remember that I bet it would. Like, what, the, what the fuck is going on here he had no idea but I, um all right I have to pee too, by the way. So we'll, we'll take a pee break. They can be twisted, but my point, <laughs> the nipples can be twisted. People can wear rubber as clothes, <laughs> latex and rubber. No, my, my point is that the Matrix has these three main characters who we love: fucking Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus, and then four if you count Smith as a villain. These are the characters we want to see fucking do stuff in these movies. And instead, yeah, you get the kid, you get the fucking captain who's like 
the ground stuff. You, you get oh, Naomi. Oh, fuck you. I love that you, captain, you, you, dude. You get Nona Gay and her fucking lesbian friend. And Neo's like only in the movie for like maybe 35 minutes. Dude. Okay. First of all, Captain Mifuni or whatever his name was is amazing. But you had Commander Locke played by Henry Lennox or whatever. Dude, the Martian Manhunter. I love I love it. I love that you have like this like real like perspective of like kind of like looking at the Pacific War or the or the European War of World War II where you have like commanders in war rooms and then you had the people out there in tanks and you had the infantry with their mortar shells or and you had the kid like the kid literally was just bringing ammo just Johnny on the spot with the ammo. I fucking loved it and I I thought the visuals of the squid kind of massed together as Jano nanobots essentially but they're we already know they're they're huge giant squid but they're moving like bees and birds. Yeah, that visual is really cool. I think. It is in the whole the whole thing. Adam Savage like created that fucking giant like control tower that gets blown up and falls. They called it Mianir. I saw this on Corridor Crew. Yeah, no, I saw it's, that too. Dude, it is so incredible. But like Revolutions, the Siege of Zion for me is everything. But there's so much more that's more important to me too of this film. Dude, I love Bruce Spence, and we finally get the Bruce Spence trilogy. All wrapped up. We get Bruce Spence in oh, Return yeah, of the guy. King in 2003. We get Bruce Spence in The Matrix Revolutions in 2003. But we got Bruce Spence in Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. I love it. I call it the Bruce Spence trilogy of trilogies. Finding Nemo's he's in, in the too. third film of all three of these tri trilogy films. He's in the third film of those he's trilogies the in, in his own trilogy. Nemo. Yeah, yeah, he's in a bunch of shit, but yeah, he's great. He's honestly, he's fantastic. Um, but I love that he plays these kind of like, like you know, uh, villainous characters that are really small in both Matrix Revolutions and Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. So for Revenge of the Sith came out, and I'm watching the movie, I was just like, oh, he's gonna be a bad guy. Then he helps Obi Wan, and I'm kind of like, oh, all okay, right, well, never that, mind. That, that's the different movie, but uh, <laughs> that, that is weird. In like, um, that the whole thing with the train thing and in neo being in the matrix the train he's, man. he's not plugged into the matrix and causing the squids to explode and having powers they, they don't even reference that at all in the new one like that he has powers outside of being in the matrix and they never really fully explained that so no they didn't uh, um it, it was just that he was uh finally advanced like he leveled up or something you know what i mean like that's what it really was it was that he like just leveled up his the one powers because of the source. Yeah, but isn't it, like on a technical level, it never really makes sense. And, and they never it really also, it, it. it may have been Agent Smith finally coming into the real world because he had never been in the real world since Agent Smith had joined the real world as Bane. So there might have been something there with the, the two of them finally, because there is conversations even in Resurrections about how the two of them combined are, are, are the, you know, architects really of everything that happens. Right. Um, the Oracle died in real life. Yeah. And she gets replaced by a new Oracle. They should have done that. I mean, they, dude, they, they, they I hate the new Oracle. But well, she's fine. the actress isn't that bad. But the problem is, but she's not the old Oracle. By making it a plot, they should. If they were going to recast, then they shouldn't have fucking acknowledged it. It should have just been all right. We recast this character because this character, this person dude, died. They but, acknowledge but, it more than Rhodey acknowledges it in Iron Man Two, where he goes, "It's me. Get over it. Move on." That, that's a that's a week. No, this is an actual plot point that like this is a new shell, and they don't recognize her. But if you're yes. going to do that, then you should have like made it like, you know, like an Asian man or something. You should have been vastly like, different. It should have been completely different by, by having another grandmotherly black woman. It, it's like, well, but then why, why, why lampshade it? If you're going to cast somebody who is just kind of like the right. in type, 
You're then, right. then why make it uh, also a plot point? It was that was. It's why it feels wrong when you saw it in theaters, it, and why it, it, it feels felt wrong. wrong yeah, no, it didn't feel wrong until they were like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "Wait, what? What are they doing here? We know yeah. we know this chick died, and we know they had to recast her. It's fine." I love the Oracle though. The the, the actress I can't. I'll look it up real quick. The actress that played the Oracle in the very first film, she is amazing. Uh, Gloria Foster. Yeah. she's fantastic. She is. She really perfect. no. She's 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 great. And yeah, the new ones less so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the new one is, uh, the new Oracle is not listed on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, Mary Alice. Yeah, I mean, she's good, but she's just not G- Gloria Foster. No. A- and I want Gloria Foster, and it was sad to lose Gloria Foster. It would have been like seeing a different person play Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight Rises because they needed to continue with the Joker storyline. You know what I mean? Like, it, you should just not write Heath Ledger into that, and they didn't. And that was nice. To I, 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 like, I, I think the, the casting is fine if you just don't acknowledge it. And just just have it be a recast between movies, or yep. if, if you were going to acknowledge it, then then cast something completely different. Make it purposeful, like yeah. very purposeful. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. That sometimes the language is a little bit off from the visual, where they say werewolves and vampires, and it's like, eh, but, but not once did they ever do anything werewolfy or vampire-y. And I feel like that was kind of needed to be earned a little bit more than it really was. But I again, that's not if I was going to put werewolves and vampires in film, I would have done something different. They didn't do that, and I, I don't think what they did was wrong. It's just I wish they showed more than told more. They should, um, yeah, either do it or don't. In, in a lot of ways. I, but they do show things. Like, again, detail is important. In Revolutions, you see the moment Trinity's impaled and actually dies. Like, that moment happens on camera. It's fast. It's a wide shot. But it you see that spear or that debris go right into her chest and or the rebar. I think it's several rebar. But you see one of them clearly go into her. And so when you watch the movie a bunch of times, you see that moment. But when you see it happen real fast first time you watch it, you, you you take it in, but maybe you don't really recognize what you took in. And it's them putting in the clear de- clear as day. Yep, in Resurrections, dead. you mean? And Yeah, in, no, in Revolutions. In Revolutions, you see the rebar go into her in a wide shot no. when, they, when they're crashing the hovercraft into uh, – not uh, Zion. It's the Machine World Zero One or whatever yeah, you call it. Zero One. Um, the other thing about Zero One that's interesting is that it's like the film almost goes full anime. It has like a baby nano machine face and and having like I like that. See, I, I think that thing it should have been more like a, a character throughout the entire two sequels and, and have that thing be your core antagonist. Yeah, I think it was like Kevin Michael Richards or something like that. That Richardson, yeah, he did. He played Dos Oh Deus Ex Machina is what they actually called that character. Um I, I, I think it's like it's in anime they have a lot of moments where they they hit you over the head with like like the like you know the symbol symbolism and, the, and they're like hey look right like look 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 it's a baby you know and they'll have like babies and big characters or they'll have like you know awkward characters doing weird things like witches that are like look like grandmas and shit like that and like you and, and you have that in this moment too they're like oh yeah okay they're making the main villain of the machine world look like a baby it's 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 very over the you know head kind of like symbolism of like innocent machine doing just you know innocent work and machines just focus on like what's right and what's wrong and kind of humanity is killing itself best thing to do is get rid of humanity right like it's very innocent way of thinking i love that i also love how the anime is used like you know it's very much in reloaded when he's super nova flying through the streets and all of a sudden becomes streaks it's just streaks behind him it's not even like visuals of buildings it's very anime it's very anime and then even the neo versus smith round three fight is very anime. I mean, they get yeah. super anime with like the visuals of it, like the flying. I heard rumors that that's the yeah, that, that was the animatics for uh, the potential Superman movie that the the, the Wachowskis were. Dude, it looked great. 
the dust when 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 Smith flies around the room and the dust below him kicks up and like you're like, dude, what's going on? That's a lot of like incredible special effects. I Visually, it's a cool it. fight, but it's it, since it's entirely metaphorical, it falls flat. They also were able to fix the CGI in this one, where you still have CGI moments that you know your eye knows the CGI, but it isn't like looking at a cartoon anymore. Like it's like okay. They rendered this out. They got this fixed. They figured it out. It's very CGI, but still feels very tactile. Even when the fist like hits like Agent Smith, and it's an entire CGI fist, an entirely CGI Agent Smith fist. But you get the ripples of the the cheeks and the cheek lasting the impression of of Neo's fist. That's kind of stuff like you know felt really cool. You get great rain, lots of rain callbacks, visual shots of rain uh, shot on 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 camera, and that's the other thing too. It kind of feels like it, like it was like the subway fight almost with steroids, but they shot a lot of it still on camera, and you don't get that today. So much of it's just like shoot it, shoot it for coverage, shoot it with the green screen, and we'll figure it out later what the background is, and like you can tell they like they they still put backgrounds in there for they actually shot with backdrops. When you watch the Matrix. That first sequence where Trinity's running over rooftops, that entire cityscape around her that's out of focus Boca, that's a fucking mat. That's a giant painting or whatever, the mural they have in, the, in a studio. If you look at the shot where the camera's in the alley shooting up and the cops are jumping over the alley from rooftop to rooftop, mm-hmm. you can see the rafters in the in the ceiling. It, like They're just blacked out. Like You can see the rafters. It's it like they 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 shot a lot of this film practically even when it is so CGI heavy. But we look at it today, it's not as CGI heavy as it felt when it came out. Are you looking up the uh, rafter shot? No, I'm just doing those other things. Um, hold up. What are you looking up, baby? Uh, well, I'm, I need I I, I, well, I don't worry about it. I'm, I'm checking in on a shipment. <laughs> You're checking the shipment? You're doing Amazon searching? Yeah. Um, How dare you? In the middle of a podcast. I thought you were looking up VR, like more babes than VR. Well, I, I do. I need to get a beer, and I do have an antidote. I, I want to move, actually, on to the, episode, the thing we're doing a spoiler cast yeah, for. Yeah, Resurrections? Yeah, but uh, I, I have an antidote to tell real fast, but let me grab a beer. All right. Uh, edit, edit or not edit. I don't care. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'd rather talk about those first three films than Resurrections, to be honest. I kind of got that impression. <coughs> okay. <coughs> you can take us in whenever you're ready with your story. All right. Well, I, I, I wasn't sure whether to tell this, but I'll just, because it's the only, like, really character thing I have regarding uh, the Resurrections, which is not anywhere near as significant a film yeah, as, as the previous one. So hopefully we will actually will spend the least time on it. What were your but, boys uh, again for Revolutions? 2.5? Yeah, 2.5. It's too flawed to give it any higher. And what but, was Reloaded? Uh, 3.5? Three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Matrix is five. Uh, okay. Like I said, I saw Revolutions with my dad, who's you know a Texan and older, and uh, you know he was thrown off by some of the Merovingian goth rave stuff, and it's just like nipple you know, twisting. Was, that was a little probably far for him, but you understand, my dad doesn't believe anything that's remotely a conspiracy theory. He thinks Epstein killed himself. He doesn't believe the Clintons had anybody killed. He thinks these things that I somewhat. 
I believe. Have you have you shown your dad our episode of the the fifty plus deaths that maybe have been from the Clintons? No, uh, I mean in general, he thinks like Kennedy assassination was just lone gunman. You know, he he doesn't believe in any in anything like that, and he also doesn't believe uh, as a result um, in any kind of Hollywood rumors or any of that stuff. Like if you asked him, like, do you think Richard Gere stuffed a, ger- a gerbil up his ass? He'd be like, no, of course not. He doesn't believe any of those things. He doesn't believe. Uh, uh, in any rumors or anything even remotely conspiracy and i remember telling him on the drive home from the theater seeing revolutions together that like well one of the people who this movie was directed by the wachowski brothers but you know every the rumor ah, of the time was that the wachowski sister no it says the wachowski brothers um in, in the in the end uh, credits uh for for even for revolutions it says, still said remember brothers. remember that brief period of time they were just known as the wachowskis because there was a brother and a sister well it was it's still the they're, they're still credited as the wachowskis they've never been credited as the wachowski sisters okay it's okay it's only been yeah it, it was wachowski brothers up to uh a speed racer and then i think cloud atlas and and that Mila, Mila, yeah, Mila Kunis movie that it's a, just says I've the Wachowskis. Seen, I don't, I, I like their work. I've never seen Cloud Atlas though. Let's not get into those tonight. Uh, but so I said, Super well, awesome. you know, th- yeah, they want to be called uh, the Wachowski siblings was the rumor I think because one of them is trans and wants to go through se- or is going through sexual like reassignment surgery to be a woman. He's like, no, that's no course not that's these hollywood rumors this crazy shit no that's the of course that's not fucking true i think he said something like people will start rumors and they don't care whose feelings they hurt something like that <laughs> it's like like he, this couldn't possibly be true i was just in texas 20 years later or so so hot for this uh this this holiday and uh my dad mentions like oh you know like there's nothing to do in texas there's a new Matrix movie. He really liked the first Matrix and saw the second two. And he's like, oh, there's a new Matrix movie. I'm excited to see that. That looks that, that looks good. Um, you know, we should watch that. And I'm like, do you want to watch that? I mean, it, there's going to be a lot of um, transgender uh, propaganda. There actually isn't really that much of it or any of wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. To be clear, you saw Revolutions in theaters. You're talking about Resurrections right I'm talking now. about Resurrections. I'm talking about okay. this this Christmas when it came to HBO, yes. and I'm back in Texas with my very elderly Texan de- dad. And he mentions an excitement to see it, and I'm just like, I don't know if you're going to like that. It, there, there's going to be transgender propaganda and stuff in it. And, 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 you know, there actually really isn't, surprisingly, and, and I'll get into that later. But um, Dude, dude, I bet you got a field day. But, um... He's like, what are you talking about? Why would there be that, like, in the Matrix? What are you talking about? I'm like, well, the it's directed by Lana Wachowski, who was, you know, Larry Wachowski and, and is trans now. And her brother is now her sister, Lily Wachowski, but not involved in this film. That was Andy Wachowski. And he's just like, what What are you talking about that thing? Like, were you, that, that rumor about one of them wanted to cut their dick off or something? I'm like... <laughs> it's not a rumor dad the movie is credited to lana wachowski it, like that's that's actually I mean, he's been a she for like 10 years <laughs> now conspiracy theory <laughs> <laughs> he thought this was a conspiracy theory still and i'm like he's like no rumor has it he's like wait wait what no that's not that's not like he's not like open about that that's a that's a 
that's a rumor. That's a conspiracy theory. So I, I pull up on my phone. I just Google Lana Wachowski and find really? the red carpet of her giving an interview on the red carpet for uh, the Resurrections, Matrix Resurrections. Right. And I'm like, look, this this is this this is the director. This was one of the brothers, and it was she was Larry. He was Larry, and it's Lily, uh, or no Lana, sorry, uh, uh, and he's you. Lily. Uh, and, and, you know better than me. And, and and he just he stared at that photo for like thirty five seconds straight, like with like I'm like Dad. He's like, that's a man. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, it's. I mean, it's it, it, yeah, it, it is a it is a trans woman. It's it, he was a man. I don't know if he still has his penis or not. That's probably impolite to ask he might he might not like what would you explain to your dad what it would look like no i didn't go into that but i was just like but yeah i mean there's been facial reconstruction surgery and stuff and and like he taught because i I think i actually played a clip and like facial reconstruction surgery yeah he's had his she's had she's had her adam's apple shaved down and show me show me photos do you have before and afters i mean is this super insensitive to look at before and afters of somebody that's trans Excuse you, me, trans is, trans is inappropriate, right? Have you not trans? seen photos of Lana Wachowski? I don't think so. I don't go looking for photos of them often. Usually I go looking for photos of like Lana Rhodes, Jessica well, Rhodes. I mean, it was it was it was for <laughs> uh Anderson, here, here here here's what she looked like at the Matrix Resurrections premiere. Because I watched some red carpet Star. interviews uh where she's having Wait, that's 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 uh that's Lana. That's Lana, yeah. Lana Lana. Yeah beautiful. So yeah, I mean, the, the before it looked like a man, um, and and uh, yeah, I mean, it's she's almost passable at this point. We're like not an attractive woman, but you wouldn't immediately go, okay, that's not a woman. Not a woman, gentlemen. You'll need luck. Um, Willow, Willow's back. I have back. no idea what Willow. the fuck you're talking about. But yeah, it was Willow. like it was like watching my dad. I was like basically like, like the re, the inverse of like whenever I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. The, <gasps> the idea that like him, kids, him kids, seeing, he's, he's you know, lying, that, he's that, lying, that kids, one he's of lying his lying kids. Fuck, are you talking about Willow still? No, I'm talking about you saying Santa. Claus. Oh, Santa Claus. Okay, good. Kids, he's lying. Okay, yeah, yeah. As Don't I, say that. You you know how I feel about you you inserting Willow violently into this podcast where Willow, Willow. does not belo- Willow does not belong. Willow, Kaya. Willow, Willow has no relevance to what we're talking about whatsoever. Kaya. Ever. Willow is never relevant to any discussion. Dude. We have a huge nine-year-old base of audience members, and I just want to make sure that the nine-year-old base, Santa's coming next year. Don't worry, don't you worry. Uncle Felk was wrong. Nine, sevens. Okay, according to you know our president, the real president, seven. You still believing Santa Claus? Because at seven, it's pretty marginal, right? Wait, who says that? Trump said that to a seven-year-old on oh Christmas. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. That's rude. Do you, you, you still believe in Santa? Because it's you're, you know if you're seven, seven is pretty marginal. I'm like poor Baron. Baron Baron's magic was ripped away. Baron doesn't need Santa, but Baron, Baron probably got a Bentley for his fucking seventh birthday. Santa gives Baron like hobo gifts. Stop, Meanwhile, stop, stop combing your fucking beard. <laughs> what are you what doing? Are you talk- oh, just sorry. I, I I sorry. I gotta maintain the beard. Sorry. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to. Like, Helmet for you. Right? It's it's very well groomed. It looks nothing like pubic hair. Nothing like it. Oh my god! I just lay I just lay down in my my living room around like six o'clock after dinner, and like I let the family just comb the beard, like you know, for a little while. Like they all get to comb it. They get to use my comb. One of these days, I'm Sorry. gonna get you, I'm gonna get you queer eyed groomed. 
I hope so, man. I can I shave can re- that beer off, give you a give you a respectable haircut. I could really use some grooming for sure. Oh my god. But here's the thing. I noticed with grooming me, like I don't really want to be groomed because like I don't want to look like Neo. When Neo You mean literal the beard, grooming, by the way, not the bad kind. <laughs> Dude, shaving Neo, when you shave off Keanu's beard, eh, he doesn't look good. Yeah, the, I, he looks old. He looks, I get why he has the, the hair and the beard the way it is. Because he just carries, he's just, in this movie, he obviously just carries over his John Wick look. But I, I was just like, I thought, okay, he just didn't want to shave it off. But he does. He shaved it and his head to do the, the real world stuff. So it's like, it was. it's just because he looks better like that now. I love that they shoot all the Matrix stuff first and then they shoot real world second. So they give all the actors time to grow whatever hair they can grow so they can like try to make them look like not like they looked like when they're in the Matrix. So every because like in this movie, like everyone that's in the Matrix got like like, you know, burns in the side of their head. Like they got fucking like, you know, shave marks and like, you know, designs cut into there and cool haircuts and. And then it's like, you know, real world's like all grown out slightly. Like that was the one thing that was great about Trinity in the first film, The Matrix, and what her real world and, and Matrix self. Her, her Matrix self had short hair, and they just kind of greased it back to make it shorter, a little bit more Robert Palmer, you know, simply irresistible. But then, and then they had, you know, Trinity and, and the Nebuchadnezzar, and it's like Carrie Ann Moss letting her hair go a little longer. But they must have given them more time in between shoots to be able to accomplish that for the matrix film because they changed that moving going forward with like reloaded and revolutions, right? Like Neo doesn't have a massive hair change. It's just Keanu with his yeah, yeah, hair it's, it's grown out. Then. Everyone's kind of just looks the same for the most part because they kind of shot those films back to back. They couldn't really massively change their matrix look, right? Their self residual image versus their real world self image. And so all night, I mean, the, the audience can't hear that you're like combing yourself with a switchblade comb. What? And now you've got, now you're gesturing <laughs> with a fucking bats back scratcher. Like it's a goddamn Harry Potter. Bamboo I love my bamboo back scratcher. Dude, are you kidding me? I walk around the house and say, I'm going to get my gun. My arm if like you this. keep it up, I'm going to get my guns. This is why I have something to play with. Dude, I got, I'll pull up my gun. Dude, look at this. I just walk around like this usually with it under my arm with kids. And I go, listen up. Daddy is talking. When you want to get something, you will listen to daddy. And I go, like, is there Nazi I... shit? Oh, for sure. Dude, my kids love Nazis. They're so cool. Yeah. Nazis are fun. As Sarah Silverman says, they're so cute when they're babies. Um, But yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Were we talking about anything? It's time to give the res- Resurrections its, its boys. <gasps> I'll go first since I never get to. Oh my god! I'm gonna give it there. three. I'm gonna give it three boys. I enjoyed dude. it for what it was, dude. Dude, three out of five boys. Seriously, yeah. you're shocking me right now. Really? Yeah. Dude, I walked away from the fucking first trilogy and I said that's not the trilogy I wanted. But good for you for making it. I watched this fucking reboot. <laughs> yeah. And I go, that's not the reboot I wanted, but it's fucking great. Five out of five boys. Oh really? Dude. Okay, I didn't know. Which I way loved you're going. it. I was like, I'm like watching this movie going, dude. This movie is literally okay. I honestly spent the whole movie going. Red Letter Media, more specifically, Jay yeah, I Bowman watched their thing. Is prop. I haven't watched the Red Letter Media review oh, yet. I did. Like I say, I always try to not watch them before we do our. Yeah, podcast but I can't or, wait a week and a half. I've seen this movie a long time it, ago. But I'm, I, I, I watched this whole fucking movie, Matrix Resurrections, Matrix, yeah. Matrix Resurrections. I watched the whole fucking movie, and I thought to myself. Jay is going to comment on Gremlins too yeah, if he ever yeah. reviews yeah. it. I, even I this knew movie that. Like, is I was literally. Me- gremlins fucking too it is so like obviously like we are going to make fun of warner brothers yeah. for making this movie there's a line that i wrote down because i was so blown away by it it's 
Warner Brothers wanted to make the sequel line, right? Yeah, our that, that's where life. I was like, okay, I like this movie, I guess. <laughs> Things have changed. The market's tough. I'm sure you understand why our beloved parent company, Warner Brothers, has decided to make a sequel to the trilogy. What? They informed me they're going to do it with or without us. I thought they couldn't do that. Exhales. Oh, they can. And they made it clear they're going to kill our contract if we don't cooperate. Which is how which which is, they were, they were going to do the Lachowskis. That's what La happened to Lana. Yeah. Lana literally was told, essentially... We're making this movie with or without you. Lily said, fuck you, I'm out. Lana was like, I can't let you just completely rape my baby. No. I'm going to make the movie. And she Joe Dante did. Joe Dante literally for Gremlins 2 was like, I'm not making Gremlins 2 unless you give me like a truckload of fucking cash. They pulled a dump truck more full of cash full in Joe Dante's control. house, emptied all the cash in front of him, and he went, I guess I'm making Gremlins 2. And then he made fun of Warner Brothers the whole fucking time. Yeah, there, there is not since Gremlin 2 has there been a movie this overtly I fuck you for making me make this movie and I'm going to yes. do whatever I want with it. But Gremlins 2 still delivers great I a love it. Gremlin sequel in addition to all the craziness. It gives you a standard what you'd expect from Gremlin sequel, which is just more Gremlins, bigger But they like setting. comment on the marketing, yeah. the crazy, right? This, they're they're this so tongue-in-cheek. does all the meta stuff really, really well, which is why I've, I'm giving it three stars and enjoyed it but compared on a filmmaking level on a visual level on an action sequence level to the previous three films it's like this action. is a massive step down this movie action. feels so cheap there's the action in this movie is covid action like um, this is a movie they can do with covid regulations and restrictions well did you notice the cinematography felt cheap and digital it's okay so part of me yes i did i want to throw out a detail same exact camera, the R Rflex, whatever the fuck, that yeah. was used for Dune. For Dune, so it's like oh, wow. it's it's all an operation and execution. It's I thought like did they is. shoot this with fucking like like Sony handheld from from Best Buy. You can give fifty men a hammer, but the carpenter is going but to use usually the hammer, motion right? looks consistent against movies, and this one this one felt like like two thousand and six like Viper cam level like digital motion especially maybe it's just a stylistic choice to do something. it was of that. the color space though right the this color space really is cheap yeah space. it's it, it feels like a tv show that's the thing okay so i'm watching this film and it starts right and i'm like this is super saturated color palette like it's way hdr color levels like yeah. you're seeing way too much definition in the highs and the lows there's not enough lows and and like i knew the matrix like i said prior to this is being high contrasty super green the dvd blu-ray version of it um, and I'm watching this, I'm like, it's super saturated color palette. Eventually, I get to the point where Sati's reintroduced, played by now Priyanka Chopra Jonas. And I'm like, oh, got it, right. Because originally, The Matrix, the sun rises at the end of Revolutions, super saturates the palette. And so we're seeing that super saturated palette now in The Matrix today. Yeah, that, you know, I, I get that. Space. That's the look they're going. And the sunsets kind of look the same. And that's the look they're going But the problem was, it's hard to understand what was the real world, like, natural color palette-wise. Like, before, it's very obvious, like, Okay, it's it's slightly desaturated, greenish color tones, a little bit of purple and blues, versus natural color tones for real world. No, Even real world is very shadows. blue. I thought because the, because they were in the shadows in the blue, right? And it was like those deep blues that Cameron uses to to the, to kind of replicate nighttime look. But it's still supposed to be the idea of that you're looking at white light, right? While like the Matrix is not white light; it's like green light or whatever the fuck. Obviously, that's bad color correction. Now that I find out. But I'm watching this film, and everything's like white. Well, only light, for the first saturated. one. They did it intentionally and reloaded in, in Revolution, so. The, the, oh, okay. The, it is but green in those. This movie is all super saturated white light. So all colors are reds are reds, greens are greens, blues are blues, and it's all brilliant. 
and I and the real world is too. And so it was it was kind of a mind fuck because it's it's kind of a nice narrative tactic stylized. Yeah, look. just visually though, there's no like iconic. There's so many iconic imageries from even even the all all of the first three, but especially the first one. And this one had like no like. None of the shots really stood out to me as like, oh, wow, this is so cool looking visually. And yes. I'll remember, remember You're right, this. because like the rooftop in the first film is obviously the bullet time with not only the bullet time, but the, the agent even dodging Neo's bullets is very standout visual. The the freeway chase with the agent jumping on the hood of the Pontiac and crushing it in before jumping onto the Cadillac is very standout visual, right? Like you you don't you don't really get that kind of comic book panel imagery in this movie ever really. there's, there's for, no reason for that other than i feel like maybe this the a end jump. cash game. the final jump i would say has a lot of great imagery behind it there's it's some even- good shots but i mean the, the action in particular you compare the big fight in this in, in the warehouse to the one even like the lesser ones like in, in reloaded the 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 banquet hall fight yep that fight has all these nice long slow motions where you can see everything moving in 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 beautiful synchronicity and stuff and, and like this one was just like a bunch of quick cuts and, and Cash it, grab. It, it basically felt like like uh what i get from like netflix mcu like a jessica jones or daredevil level fight it felt a little bit like that i can see what you mean by that yeah disney plus-esque right yeah for sure paramount plus style just a lot but, of coverage and a lot of you know general i think fighting that's covid budget. I think they're they were very limited. I think I think it's going to be really. I think we're going to see for the Mission Impossible films coming out because they're all shot during COVID. I think we're going to see no. a lot of like singular stunts, like Tom Cruise doing something by himself because we couldn't get somebody else there because of COVID regulations. But see, that's you know all what you what need. Tom, I mean, Tom's running down the building, the Burj Khalifa on his own. He's hanging own. on the side, He's of, the plane. side of the plane. He's on his own. the helicopter Tom, by himself. That, no, that, you won't notice any difference because Tom is already a like, a Good single point. operator. So, but with, yep. but yeah, maybe with this one. You know, he has like, every, like, like, okay, you can only be this close to each other for half a second right. before you got to get right. back to cut. six feet. Got to cut. Sorry. I don't know. Maybe I, I will. I will say that like when you have moments in like revolutions where like Neo's like approaching Agent Smith with all the Smiths or the sorry, the Smith with all the Smiths lined up on the side of the street and in the buildings. And you have like Neo walking down the street, like very long shots like you're talking about. Very stylized yeah. comic book panel anime styled shots. You you have Neo walking down the street to Simulate, like right, beautiful coffee shop, Simulate, and and you get there and and it's like not the same amount of time and effort is put on the shots, not as much, you know, weight is put behind the shots, not enough gravity, knowing what's going to happen, yeah. like it's a little bit uh, like a little loof, like okay, I know Neo's going to I think the analyst right now, but like. What, what I'm not really sure. Like combined with like the visual of like uh, of when he meets the architect and reloaded, it's like where, where that like that is so visually like memorable. Yep. Whereas this is just like I, none of the shots are memorable. It, I, yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't like really anything about the Matrix sequel part of it because I don't think it holds up to the previous ones. But as a meta fuck you to the studio for making right. the make it, it was interesting more or less the entire time and i was more enthralled by that and, he also uh, slams in like references to all three films the whole trilogy into this one film you know like i, I shouldn't say he sorry uh lana she oh god uh, yeah she, <laughs> don't make that mistake yeah, she 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 uses like all these elements of storytelling for all three films <laughs> for this film and what what happens because of that is you you have this really bloated movie that is trying to establish, you know, three films, a trilogy's worth of 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 callbacks, 
into this, you know, two and a half hour runtime, it's very long already in, it, in, it, in its own nature of having to reestablish the Matrix and what its own definition of the Matrix is. Yeah. But it, unfortunately, it it only does all of those homagings and those callbacks and those kind of nods to the original trilogy by cash grab. It's just cash grab, cash grab, cash grab. And then if we can't do real cash grab, mock the cash grab. They do. I mean, yeah, that, that's why I, it almost doesn't bother me that the fights aren't up to the par of the previous exactly. ones and, and like the actions, like just having the the force push thing. I was just like, okay, so I guess they're not really going to do something cool and just easier. It's like he doesn't that. have to touch the stuntman. He just pretends to touch the stuntman. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Later, I didn't think COVID about that. I didn't think that maybe it was just a dis. Like, well, you can't punch people because that's within six feet distance. Right. So I mean, th- so there was some touching, right? But they obviously and they they did push some boundaries because they're like big mobs, you know, big mobs. The swarm, swarm mode. I think he called that it. Could, right? That part was kind of cool. Uh, that, that was- Dude, by the way, the swarm mode. So. Um, Jessica Henwick, who plays Bugs in this movie, yeah, uh, very hot. Down... I was gonna say, I want to fuck that. I, 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 oh, dude, she's beautiful. I'd rather fuck her like that than like she is in Daredevil. This is the only other thing I've seen her. Not in. Daredevil, uh, Iron Fist, whatever. <laughs> Same. In show. Defenders, in Defenders, yeah, yeah, she plays Colleen Wing. She's beautiful, as Colleen Wing. She's a beautiful woman, regardless. She's uh, she. But the blue she hair plays... just kind of works, man. She is in this movie as just herself, Jess. So in the mob, because they had limitations on who they could hire they reused actors as the the swarm mode extras so she's randomly also one of those those extras alongside of her if you can find her i couldn't find her just so you know alongside her if you find her is tom hardy they're both together in the swarm mode as random extras because tom hardy was there for filming for venom Mm. in fact in venom when uh tom hardy uh, uh eddie brock and venom are being chased and they jump to the top of the Trans-American building or whatever. You can see helicopters in the background. Those helicopters were production value that they didn't pay for. That was the Matrix helicopters for the end Act 3, right? When the helicopters are shooting down the uh, San Francisco streets at night. Well, Venom uses those. Let, him, uh, let there be carnage. Uses those as uh, um, cops searching for Wait, Venom yeah, and shit the like CG that. elements of the, the, the helicopters or the actual uh, these the actual are, helicopters because oh really they, I, I would not have Venom guessed was shooting in San Francisco at the exact same time the Matrix Resurrections was f- filming in San Francisco okay. so Venom just like they were filming and they're like we can't control the city and the city's giving Matrix Resurrections carte blanche to everything we we can't even shoot downtown our car chase because of the Matrix is downtown so oh there's there's actually helicopters being used right now for the Matrix Resurrections shoot we're going to use that for our movie. Huh. So Venom, at, at Andy Serkis utilized. Yeah, we better get back to making movies regular. <laughs> By the way. I, I'm getting sick of this. This uh, no Well, because of COVID, we, could, we had to have the characters Skype that no, scene. No, this instead. happens all the time. No Country for Old Men. They're uh, uh, the Coen brothers or the Coen sisters. I'm not sure which. <laughs> it's brothers. The brothers still? Okay. They, they actually were filming No Country for Old Men, and out of nowhere, Black fucking smoke in the background. They couldn't start shooting that direction anymore that day. They had to shoot another direction because uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, P.T. Anderson, was filming There Will Be, uh, Be Blood and had the oil uh, refiner or the oil. No, burn that's going. a problem. Not 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 a reusing things because <laughs> we're out of right, money. Yes, yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, the, the movie feels cheap, yet it has apparently the highest budget of of all four of them. And a lot of that is probably really? well. A lot of that's probably. Like nobody wanted to come back. We don't know what what the Wachowski got. We don't know what uh, Keanu and, and Carrie Ann Moss probably was like. Yeah, I you really got to pay me for this. 
because uh, this is like the one character I have that I could get paid for. So, you oh my to, god, you I love it. Force yeah, because Netflix is done, right? The Netflix Marvel's done. She was the lawyer, one of the lawyers. She was Jessica Jones' lawyer. I mean, that's I, she's on other shows too. I think. Yeah, she was in Jessica. She was on Jessica Jones. No, it's just that. That's it. She's she's Trinity and Jessica Jones' lawyer. That's but it. it's like. I I don't know what else to say. The movie just feels it feels inexpensive, and it does the camera work feels cheap. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I loved all I loved all the meta stuff. Uh, you went, I, I didn't like that they brought back Smith in any capacity because I'm so sick of Smith. You don't like that Jonathan Groff played Smith? I I liked. I, not really. I mean, I liked him when he was the the game designer guy. But I I like why would they put Smith back in of all things? And why, like, the new Smith was weird. I, I don't know. And also, it felt redundant because they all make all point. Yeah, that, that the, the new Morpheus, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, uh, is not Morpheus, but a blending of Morpheus's, who's a real person, and then Agent Smith's code, which, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, Neo creates that, or, or Thomas Anderson creates that in his video game. Yeah. In his modal, because a modal is like where he like it's like a sandbox where you go to just build characters, and that's what he was doing is building those characters. Yeah. When Bugs shows up, Jessica Henwick's character Bugsy shows up and just like what the fuck is going on? And then she's got Seek. And I loved also that. So you got Tank and Link, right? Are our previous like operators? Seek is this new modern version of the operator that kind of holographically jumps into the matrix with you but he's not actually there i thought that was really he's cool. a human though right he's not a program yeah he's a real human he just holographically jumps yeah into that's the just new tech that's a new tech because that's, that. that. that's, that's one that's one that's cool tech though the one twist i liked was the idea of like oh no it's not 20 years later because you're 20 years older because you're keanu it's 60. It, it's 60 i was like they should have made it like 600 years why why, why only 60 and then fucking will smith's fucking bitch wife has to pop in i'm like that's why it's 60 well, won't. also because Priyanka Chopra is playing Sati now, but she's a she's an AI. She could age at any rate. Like it doesn't make sense that she's an adult now, anyways. She the, the other AIs didn't don't don't didn't like age. I mean, I guess Dude, we don't what's see your opinion? Oh, we'll get to that later. She's we'll hot. She's our, hot. Our, she's our, hot. We'll get to the uh, your Priyanka Chopra, not the original Sati. Uh, but yeah, she, 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 she's attractive. I I thought for a second was she the chick from New Girl? Like because there's a hot Indian chick on that. I was like, is that the New Girl chick? No, 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 no. It's Priyanka. It's Priyanka, baby. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, Jonathan Groff. Did you enjoy Jonathan Groff as Smith, though? You know what? I don't like the name Jonathan Groff. I what? find it What's wrong with it? Name. He's a beautiful gay man. He's a beautiful, he gorgeous gay? gay man. Oh, yeah. He's super gay, and he loves it. That explains so how a white man got a job in this movie. Dude, all the white men in this movie, besides Keanu, are, are gay. gay yeah, I noticed, I noticed that when everyone's like, I love oh, him. I like the beard. He's pretty hot. And I'm like, all the other white men are gay. <laughs> They're all gay. Yeah, it's so, so good, though. It's so great. Um, I that like didn't bother me Groff. though. I mean, uh, 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 have you ever seen Mindhunters? Is that what he's from? I thought he was from that fucking Hamilton thing. He's from he's yeah he's from a bunch of shit. He's fucking well established in Broadway. But Mindhunters is the Netflix show, David Fincher show that he is in, and he's great in that, and he is fantastic in the Frozen series. Um, we've talked about him in that before, but I mean, I like him as Smith. I like the reference he does as Smith about like not only calling back the Smith Smithisms, but the way that he's even like. Talking about the kind of the the meta ness of like Warner Brothers, and he's kind of like, yeah, who knows? They'll change faces, whatever, you know. <laughs> like they don't care. And like, meanwhile, like those faces changed because maybe we got the actor, maybe we couldn't get the actor. Who knows? Well, I don't. I, the the I, I, Lawrence Fishburne was like, they didn't even call me. I, I wanted to be in it. It was like I thought that was weird. 
maybe a budget maybe, thing. Maybe maybe Lawrence never wrote Lana to say congratulations on the surgery or anything like that. And I don't, Lana I, remembers. I, I, I don't know. I don't. An elephant never forgets. Look, I remember Yaya because he's playing basically Morpheus and he's a, a, a memorable enough actor. And I remember Dude, he is beautiful and fantastic. That's uh, and I remember, you know, blue hair girl because she's she's blue hair, and I was like, what do I know her she's from? And it looked hot as fuck. She's she's attractive, but then there's like there's like six or seven other characters, and I'm like, I didn't recognize any of them or could tell them apart. And then I'm like, wait, one of them is played by Christina Ricci, and I didn't realize that till the credits. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Christina Ricci's name in this is is fucking great. Oh, oh, I have to look it up. I'm sorry because it is it is so random as fuck. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Her name's like Gwen Da Veer. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like. Wait, Christina Ricci was in this movie? Who was she? Yeah, she was one of the random like marketers that showed up to like kind of like marketing analysts or whatever that like told. Them, like, oh, to that's Christina Ricci. I thought she was one yeah. of the real world like Zion. Or, or oh no, she's IO super robotty. She's like she's like and and, 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 and and she's like super great marketer style. Like you could tell she was watching. Shit. Oh, she has red hair. Yeah, or, or yeah, like orange red hair maybe. Yeah. Okay, I did was, not um, recognize that was Christina Ricci. So we have Seek Sequoia, right? Uh, we had Shepard, which was kind of like the uh, other captain at IO that Niobe ran that kind of like was rallying the bad captains up like Bugsy. Yeah, and I remember like him. That. Yeah, kind we of. had uh, uh, Berg, Lexi, and we also had Elster. Elster's dad, oh, excuse me, Elster's grandpa was Captain Roland. <gasps> Captain Roland has the jungle fever. Little Ian Malcolm in him, huh? Wait, Captain Roland's white? Captain Roland is the white dude from uh, Revolutions. So oh, like, I'm not giving you my ship. And then Niobe's all like, you can have my ship, Neo. Yeah. There was a lot of disagreeing captains in Revolutions. I also like that Captain Roland's all like, geez, this bitch can fly, huh? Especially for her. And you're like, what is that supposed to be? Tom King doesn't say that. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, Jada Pika Smith says, man, she's got a fat ass or something like that. But she's like flying the the hovercraft around. Yeah, those, she's, uh, she's got a big ass, I think. The maintenance line or whatever the fuck. Yeah. All right. Let's get, real fast. Let me give my, my 30 seconds on the wokeness of this movie. Oh, my God. The, wait, wait. Are we at the wokeness part of this movie? I mean, I'll, I'll just discuss it. Look. <gasps> Honestly, Wait, you sure you don't want to talk about the brand new Warner Brothers Matrix style logo? <laughs> no, I will talk about the Unreal game real fast. But uh, by the way, there was a new Warner Brothers Matrix style. I know logo. it was their new logo is so shitty compared it's to the bad. old one. It's so bad. Like they used to have good it's music wrong. and stuff. I used to like their old logo, especially the the, the variants of it. Like the Even, the like, Dark Knight one was fucking great, and so was the Matrix. Yes. One. Yes, Village Roadshow had an updated Matrix logo as well, and yeah. theirs looked great. Warner Brothers' updated Matrix logo looked like total shit. All right, wokeness, real fast. Wokeness, though, please. Didn't really bother me in this. The only overt wokeness, obviously, characters are gayed the fuck up. Naomi's apparently bisexual. She was always bisexual. Now she's in a relationship with a woman. I love it. Uh, even though she fuck two men <laughs> in the previous movies um henry lennox and Lawrence fishburne but it, and, and the, the other big wokeness would be increasing the importance of trinity and having her kind of also be the one too where she's the one who flies first this time yes but also that jessica henwick is also the protagonist of the film along with partnered protagonists of the film along with neo like literally bugs is the main character of this movie but yeah but that's it a slight elevation of the importance in, in women at this point it's almost like like this is why i fucking hate 
I don't mo- know if it's just I just like just moderate so Democrats or like people who are like old like like people who think that Hillary Clinton is like a, a good politician who deserved to be president. Those people bother me way less than like even further left like Bernie Bros, where I can actually have a conversation with them because there's a certain level of like when you when you think this isn't woke it, it's like it's like kind of like the last jedi's marketing where it's like oh no this is just normal star wars people like our former podcast guy who's like i don't see anything political i just thought the pink-haired lady was right you know uh that bothers me it comes across as disingenuous but when a person who is now lana with chowski and transitioned and it's like right you expect the wokeness to just hit you in the fucking face and it doesn't really do that much it, the it, wokeness in this film, I honestly felt like it was it was mocking the wokeness. A little bit, just like the the whole. It was parodying. It was definitely a, a lampoon on wokeness. In my opinion, what? I thought a big chunk of this film was a lampoon on wokeness. Yeah, today. when Naomi was a lesbian, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Of course, you know, it's like it, it didn't come across as like, yeah, the 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 the, the like the lesbian kiss from the rise of skywalker where it's like you're doing it but you're not willing to do it you'll cut, you can cut it out for chinese audiences neo's, right but trinity gets all of neo's powers in this movie yes. right and and but and neo like, still it, has his powers it, but it, it, wait yes but in any other film you could almost feel like i think you especially felt would feel like oh you took away the dude's powers just to give it to the woman yeah this film it sets up throughout the, the it's not just subverting expectations it's exactly matching your expectations it's matching every single one of your woke armchair expectations and it is hitting them on the head and saying here you go here you go well, Guess no, it's, it's, it's deliberately person. not doing the what well, i mean what a lot of other franchises would do like wait, no fuck the male ghostbusters there are women now the male it's a total remake the male one never happened and we'll make kind of dig on nerdy men in general throughout this movie as the like a plot point of the villain or, or autistic or, men or, or yeah and really specifically going against autism that was just weirdly like discriminatory and i still don't understand how people haven't gotten outraged about that but because paul feg is not autistic yeah well that's that, that's worse he, he he is he has no right to mock us but in or the last jedi where it's like luke skywalker is like i am never was that good i can't do anything to help i'm a shit the jedi were shit the force is bad uh i i you know i, I fought, tried to kill my fucking nephew because i had a dream that was bad uh, it, it's like I, I, I'm shit, and I was always shit. It's time for the Jedi to end. This is like, no, like, no women are isn't, women can be the one too, but the one, the first one, st- he still has all those powers. He's still important. We're not going to shit on him. We're not going to shit on his legacy. Uh, the undoing of everything. But he's impotent at times. What? He's impotent. He has ED at times. I don't he can't fly anymore ED. in this new world. Right. But he can't then he, fly. He, he, he's he, not as strong. Yeah. He can't fight very easily. It takes him a while to get it. He's older. Exactly. But he is. He is. He is castrated at times so that other female characters can have advantages over him, but he then eventually matches them anyways. Yeah, it's not that, like, yeah. Again, it's it, it's it's not the brutal. Like he doesn't drink green fucking tit milk in this movie. They don't humiliate. Neo. I love that point. They don't Last humiliate Jedi. Neo. They don't mock him in any any way. Uh, 
I mean, they all, I mean, they already kind of like Naomi's like, I, I never believed in the one. It's like, well, in the second movie, we found out there is no such fucking thing as the one. It's just a systemic anomaly that happens over and over again, every couple mm-hmm. hundred years. So it's like, it, it really like you couldn't, you couldn't shit on that. Whereas you can still shit on, on Luke Skywalker and you can still shit on the, the original trilogy with, with just with the, what the force awakens did where it's like, yeah, that big victory didn't really mean anything. There's, there's still an empire. It's just now it's called the first order. It looks exactly the same functions the exact same and even has a bigger weapon and and poor han solo's divorced and he's a deadbeat dad and he's just doing he's still just a fucking scavenger or slash piece of shit piece of shit yeah whereas this one was like oh no no you made a difference look we got strawberries everything's nicer we got a sky now we got yeah, robots we're friends working. with some machines we're, we're working with machines your legacy is not, not being erased or some shit on just so we can do another one and i, yeah. I was like i as a man i was like holy shit this is actually That's, being nice. This is a woman being nice to men, maybe because she used to be one. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was that, but I will say this, though. I, I definitely felt like a lot of this movie wasn't shitting on wokeism. Let's just say wokeism for a terminal. For it wasn't shitting on wokeism, but also but wasn't there, doing the the wokeism. If Again, like coming from a trans director who I assume is very far left. It just didn't it didn't hit me in the face with any of that. It, it was just yeah. about meta and, and, and the concept of reboots. Yep. And I was like, but, but they, I really but appreciated got, it. Totally agree with that. But they all, I do feel like they got meta with like social awareness today. And I think they definitely got meta with that. And they're like, look, we're hitting all the check. I literally at times it felt like, look, we're we we went through the liberal checkmark book list. And we're checking off all the check marks. No, there's a movies. huge glare. Is there's no trans character, I think, in this movie. Unless... Oh, no, no. There were definitely trans characters in this movie. Were there? Oh, I didn't notice. Sure. The members of those uh, of those of those uh, uh, those captains uh, uh, not captains, uh, people on the ships. Not just that. The synthians. There's a point where literally they're like machines. What are the machines doing here? And like even Bugs. I by the way, I love the character of Bugs, and I actually liked the character of Bugs. I'm not just saying I like Jessica Henwick because she's hot. I liked the character of Bugs. I could do more movies with these characters. I could and too. I'm going to go. Honestly, I I'm going to go on a little tangent. That's a little bit off what I wanted to say. But when you finish Force Awakens, I liked. I liked the characters in it. I liked uh, Daisy Ridley. I liked uh, uh, Oscar Isaac, yeah. and I liked. I, I liked. You know. Bring it up. It's John fine. Boyega. I liked all these people in it, but I didn't feel like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited to go into my next Star Wars adventure with them. Because it felt I boy. literally am excited to go into my next Matrix Bugs adventure never goes, with these people. oh, look, I, I know how to be the one, too, and I'm as good as all this stuff immediately. No, she was like in, in she was like revered Neo, whereas yeah. Daisy Ridley's like, oh, I and bypassed trendy. the compressor. I'm a better Han Solo already. You know, it's like, yes, yeah, that so shit. Like, they felt like they were part of the world, not just there to like write in social awareness into the world, or or, or just be like, look at this character's charming and new and better in every way. And it's right. like, no, it's just like, hey, maybe you I like mean, this I trip. honestly don't like agree entirely with the Daisy Ridley, Mary Sue like like storyline that everyone got on as soon as Last Jedi came out. But this movie was not that at all. It, I mean, it, it bugged me even with the first one. It was like she's doing all the stuff that took everybody three movies to learn. It's just, it, oh yeah, she fast tracked, baby. But it, the machines, the machine friends, they call synthians. Sabebe, Octocles, Luminate, and Kujaku. You wrote them down. I guarantee you, some of those are trans machines, even. But I liked how they brought those machines in. They're like some of these synthians, they aren't. They they just because they're programmed 
to be a way doesn't mean they want to be that way. And it was a total direct reference to trans. Like the idea that just because you're born with a penis doesn't make you a man. Or just because you're born with women, you know, instruments and women plumbing doesn't make you a woman. Kind of does. The same with these machines. <laughs> these And I thought that was really fucking cool. And I loved the machines also at the same time were straight up gremlins. They were straight up plushies. They were straight One up One of them looks marketing. very, yeah, two of them look like, like, like very plush. You can animal. sell all four of these fucking sentients to my children and they would love them. They would love Kujaku. They would love Luminate. Like now. literally, they oh, would yeah, love Sabebe. Oh. They fucking Octocles. They would seriously love these characters. I honestly want to show my kids the Matrix Resurrections. Like I said, I showed them the Matrix, not Reloaded, not Revolutions. I can maybe show them Resurrections. Yeah, there's, the it's, resurrections. It's, it's a very soft R. It's not violent. It is a very soft R. Resurrections, though, calls back too much to Reloaded and Revolutions for me to it show does. Resurrections without knowing what happens to those two other films. I did. I, I'm, I need to rewatch it. I should have rewatched it before this, but I'll rewatch it after probably. I, I, the, the, the shots of the, the original trilogy were too much. Uh, although Jay Bauman, like in the, his review, was like, maybe that was also kind of a meta thing because uh, like initially I thought, you know, I didn't know where it was going. I thought they were annoying. And I'm like, yeah, I re you, you could have just had him like the, the new Smith, you know, quoting the line. You'd have to cut back to the original. I remember the movie. I love that though, because you like the cutting you back. Watch like a, like a Terrence, uh, you know, uh, Malik film or something like that. Like a, like an art piece. You do that. You do that, you know, a silent cutaway to flashbacks and, and you, but you do it, edited within the film itself so it feels like you're just showing someone's visuals in their brain or memory for a split second before you go back to the film but in this movie it has more weight because there's three films and you know decades in between of us enjoying these movies so it has a different you know context to it and a different weight behind it but it was done the exact same way. And if I was watching this today, not knowing about the Matrix or Reloaded or Revolutions, like say my kids, because by the way, my kids saw the Matrix Resurrections trailers before they saw any Matrix shit in their entire life. So they knew the Matrix Resurrections first is the Matrix. They saw those trailers and they for movie night and shit. And they were like, what's that movie? We want to watch that. And I told them they had to see the Matrix before they could ever see that film. And Definitely. that's why I eventually showed them the Matrix. Now, they really need that. to see all three in order to understand. They really need to see all three. Exactly. That's what I realized. Because I didn't realize there's going to be like visual callbacks to other films. Well, you know I, what I mean? every, everything saying, that I had a problem with, like, like oh, we're just going to like, he burned his eyes out. They're going to deal with like, oh, yeah, they dealt with it. They dealt with all the like questions I had with like, how is this back on a structural level? And then they had the meta stuff where it all worked. And it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it is a metaphor for rebuilding these characters, even though, like, do we really need them? And do we actually need a, an extra ma Matrix? I don't know. It, it sounds like it's pretty official at this point. There will not be any more Matrixes. Yeah, even Keanu said that, right? Uh, I mean, this really sets up for, like, a new trilogy, though. <laughs> it, it, okay, so when you have, like, the Harry Potter films, you got one through three, very clearly, like, this pre-Voldemort era of Harry Potter Four, The Goblet of Fire, transitional film, five, six, seven. Yeah. And then they went to eight. Self-contained, um, and then the, the, and, the ending sets the up trilogy, the, next, the, yeah, the next trilogy, basically. But this movie is very much the transition into the next trilogy if they do it. I'd be fine if they did it. I really did like I would I like to see more Matrix. I mean, it, it, the Synthians would definitely be built out. And by the way, in a trilogy, they will go even further into the Synthians area of robot friends. Yeah. Did you? Okay. 
I like it as a father going, hey, my kids can connect with gremlins, right? But Felk, as a single man, no children that you know of, what do you think of Cynthians? Knocking on fucking wood. (laughs) What do you think of Cynthians, by the way? Uh... What are the Cynthia's? The robots? The machine the... friends. Yeah, the bots. I don't give a shit about them. It was. I thought it was like a studio note. They're very like, helpful. They did things. They do. They actually were important to the plot of the movie. The butterfly one. The ray, the manta ray like style one. Yeah. There's an octopus one. There was like a squid one. And there was like a little like droid one, Luminate. Yeah, that was the cute one. And it ch- and chittered. And if you put on the subtitles, it says chittering. Whenever Luminate talked, it went chittering. You watch it with subtitles <laughs> on? I, I, I watched the movie uh, twice. Wow. Okay. I really did like the Matrix Resurrections. I'm not doing a bit. Like I really, like I, I, said, I did too. I, uh, three, it's not three the is movie I wanted. Three it's is, not the reboot I wanted. I wanted a reboot with action and car chases. I wanted the it's reboot not, that looked like the fucking Matrix. That was the biggest thing. It. That was the jarring whenever they were cut back to the previous movies. I'm like, why can't it look like this? Exactly. Like, good. It was super green all of a sudden. You're like, oh, yeah, this is the color palette of the last film. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it didn't have to look green to me because I get that, like, the Matrix at the end isn't green and, every, and the sun's, like, glowing and everything looks normal. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I like the little details. Like, this, sati, this, sati, this is clearly a new Matrix. And whereas the previous one, the Matrix was one big, like, mega city. It wasn't, like, any particular city. This is It was. The, what? It was always San Francisco. The original it Matrix? was always designed to be San Francisco, yes. No, no, I'm talking and about... And that's what's great about this movie. They finally went and shot in real San Francisco, not in Sydney portraying San Francisco. They have in the... And, in but the it doesn't, it doesn't chase, look anything like San you, No, you no, see, no. You see the skyline. In sky the freeway line. chase... It, it doesn't look like it. You're right. In the freeway chase sequence of the actual film Reloaded, the street names that, get, the, that come off the freeways, the on-ramps and off-ramps, are literally Whipple Avenue, Marsh Road... And Woodside Road. Yeah, but those the, are the three, skyline. Those are three roads and on the way to San Francisco on the 101. They're San Francisco inspirations. But the point is that this one, new one, it now takes place. The Matrix is just the world, and it has all world cities. Because they go right. to Japan and, at one and, point. But they really shot in San Francisco this time. Yes. Which is, and, but, and the thing is, they do callbacks to scenes in San Francisco and do sets that they built in Sydney or places they shot in Sydney and redressed to look like San Francisco. They, rec- they do callbacks to those same scenes. But for the first time in San Francisco. Okay. So I mean, this is this movie. They did they did make an effort uh, of like being like, hey, we're in San Francisco Wait, finally, and we're shooting was, this movie finally in this in San Francisco. It didn't have. My point is that it didn't have to look green. It, I just I, I would have liked it the shots to, to to have. You know, wait, wait to them to to to, to have like a, a memorable, like interesting quality. And instead, it, it just it just this is felt like. Any Netflix show was like I had know, that same opinion like, until I saw Sati alive, and I went, "Oh yeah, that's right, because Sati makes the sun, and the sun was pure white light saturated, so like that's why." Was that what she was? She was the sun somehow. She was the sun. Yeah, Sati was the little girl's sun. So when Sati comes back to life after she's killed by Agent Smith, and but Neo defeats Agent Smith or Smith, and she goes to the Oracle, the sun rises, and and the Oracle goes, "Did you do that?" And Sati goes, "Yeah, bitch, I fucking made that sunrise." Because she is the son. That's what she is. That's her whole thing. I liked how they talk about her dad finally find out what her dad did. Her dad makes the fucking uh, the kill room or whatever, the, ba- the the fucking prison for Neo and Trinity. And they kept killing him in throughout years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the, the last thing he designed. He designed yeah, stuff. It, he designed parts of the And then he pulled a straight up like Rogue One. He's all like, daughter, I'm giving you the plans to destroy the Death Star. Because that shit I should never have built. 
I should never have built that shit. Yeah, those all dialogue though. You don't see that happen. So, um, I guess we we've already talked about her uh, a little bit. Uh, what do you think about General Niobe, Jada Pinkett Smith in the? I I, I don't the like makeup. Jada. The fact that Jada Smith cheated on Will Smith and like did that interview is like I don't like. It her. made him made him like apologize for it. Yeah. She's got the Dick Cheney approach, man. Make everyone apologize for shit you did. Yeah, she she just kind of comes across as uh, not great, and uh, but I mean, I I, I, I Dude, got it was like, oh, this is why it's sixty years in the future. So they had to have Jada Pinkett addition. I think she is great callback character. I think she makes sense for the role. I think she makes sense for the story. It didn't feel like it was forced in at all. However, what did Felk think of the makeup? Uh cheaper than probably needed to be mm -hmm. you spilled a lot of beer there oh yeah exploded all, all over the place yeah it's a little messy um mm -hmm. the, the makeup was not it was not the best job i mean the production value of this movie is pretty bad covid baby i mean, you can't believe it all in covid it is no no i think covid is going to create some Poorly made movies for a little while. Not sadly. COVID. The COVID restrictions, you mean? COVID restrictions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, which is caused by uh, COVID. Yeah, but sadly. I mean, like, if you're making a movie, who gives a shit about a virus? Like, didn't didn't? Uh, no, no. What's the what's the famous saying? Pain is is temporary, but film is forever. Yeah, fucking Francis Ford Coppola like directed most of Apocalypse Now with like a, a foot long parasite inside of him, you know. <laughs> yeah, on uh, cocaine, and he died. had a heart attack at some point. Yeah, Martin Sheen died on on camera. Oh yeah, it was Martin he's like, Sheen keep died. the camera rolling, leave it going. You know what we'll do? We'll cut it into the movie, and then we'll get to the fucking hospital later. We'll see if it works. And if I I lose a star, I lose a star. And now we're making and, movies like you got to stand six feet apart, everybody. Oh my God! You got Tom Cruise yelling at everybody on audio. We are the gold standard. <laughs> I mean, this ain't the gold standard. I, how much of this movie was made during COVID? Do you know? All of it. I mean, we're at we're at a point now where you're seeing movies coming out now that were made entirely in COVID. They, the films that they were comfortable releasing on the shelves, like Lost Girls and Love Hotels and things like that. Yeah. Those films, they released them all. But I thought, this thing, I thought like, this thing was fucking like uh, shelved during early COVID. It was supposed to be like it was supposed to no, come out no, like no. was it supposed to come out like Christmas of 2020 or something. Uh, I mean, I guess they could no. have still been filming it. I mean, I, maybe they were planning to rush it originally. A lot of people talked about how like they were still planning on making their delivery dates. Like, but if they had, they would have had a shittier film, and that because of COVID, it did give them more time to work on post Venom. Andy Serkis literally talked about Venom 2, that he had so much more time because of COVID to actually work on the film because the CGI would have been, like, real shitty if had he not been able to deliver a movie uh, uh, later. CGI and wasn't really on good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not the it's, – it, 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 it is classic kind of, like, you know, CGI, modern-day CGI, where it's, it's, it's a little rough. Um, and it's not very polished and they do it at night and it's a lot of like, you know, shadows. Um, but I will say it's not like garbage. It's not like outright garbage, like Neo and the Smiths and reloaded that that's really like outright garbage. Like you were not prepared to do that. Like even RAPD has that quality to it where it's like, uh, you, you did not finish this. And then you find out later the visual effects artist quit. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's why they didn't finish so it. So you can't blame it all on COVID because. I think the makeup, though, uh, for Jada Pika Smith is not good. And they, she 
apparently spent five hours <laughs> every day in the makeup chair getting it put on and it's like ooh that for that that's that's not that, good. well it's not true it was probably 30 minutes she says five hours exactly she says but she also says it was will smith's yeah. fault that she cheated on <laughs> she him. probably is always yelling at her kids like get get ready for a shower five minutes later it's been six hours you're still in the shower you know all angry at them um there's there is however a fun little cameo that's a callback to a. I'm not a parent. Sometimes you do you do things like I have no idea what you're talking about right now. But you, you I, no I assume all the of their parents probably get into the showers. This. Of course, um, there there is a nice cameo. Uh, move, all out, out of everyone that we have uh, talked about, right? We've talked about a lot of the new people or, or people even playing old characters, but new actors. Chad Stileski comes back and plays Tiffany's husband, Trinity's husband, Chad. It is the actual stunt double of Neo. It's Keanu's double that he eventually works with and does the John Wick films. And Chad Selesky, you know, directs the John Wick films. Uh, um, it is horribly casted cameo because he's not a good actor. He seems like a director, like a Michael Bay style director, just tossed into a scene. Michael Bay put himself in some of the movies. He's a pizza delivery driver and one of the bad boys gets no, his car stolen. He, he, he's like a bad he's a bad actor and then Chad Selesky shows up here and it's totally this like inside joke like hey it's this double from the first and his movie. name is Chad in the movie too and his name's Chad and it's like this and then he comes out at the end and he actually has to be kind of like a disgruntled husband yeah I it's, like that scene though I like when she she yelled Neo and it's like oh I like having these characters again no that was the I know I do I do like that too but I thought it was odd to make it Chad Selesky and then call him Chad yeah I get it Chad Dean, baby. Well, Chad, you never said that Chad's like a alpha male thing, so. Oh, dude, I love. I, I Do love you? the name Chad. No, no, the meme, the Chad meme. No, what's the Chad meme? I don't know that meme. Uh, this, this Chad, the 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 beta versus the, the the Chad being like an alpha male. It's just a meme. Wait, what's the? Okay, I gotta look it up. I bet I know it without knowing it and see. There's an image like a, a muscular man with coiffed hair. It's like a Chad. Oh, I think I know that Chad. Is it the black and white image? No. Oh, no. Okay, yes. It's the blonde guy with the curled up mustache. Or is, or is it the black and white image? Both are considered Chad, yes. <gasps> well, there's no black. Chad mean. Giga Chad. Yeah, that's that's a the real life. That's a real guy. He actually looks like that. Yeah, that's Giga Chad. Then there's the, there, there there's two default Chads being the, this one here, the the Virgin versus the the Chad, the Chad being on the right, and then yes, the the bearded guy is is also the also acceptably to be called uh, Chad. Yes, okay, that guy's Chad. Now, what about the black and white Chad? Giga That's Chad a guy. real Russian bodybuilder. That's not a CGI image. That's a guy. Seriously? That is an actual human guy who is like, oh, this is the real Chad. This is the real definitive Chad human male. Oh, my God. I'm learning about Chads tonight. Yeah. And he apparently is a virgin in real life, according to a CNN article. But we'll, we'll find Giga out. Giga Chad is a virgin? No, that might, that might be a meme. All right, God. That dude must be crushing serious puss. Who is the ultimate Chad? Oh, yeah, I have it right here. One, two, three, or four. I think one and four are the same person. I think it's both Giga Yeah, Chad. Ernest Kalimov is the actual guy. I guess he was uh, just in a car accident. <laughs> Dude, you opened up all the average viewer reading out memes out loud. Average silent scholar who can enjoy memes in the middle of a funeral. <laughs> 
And it's, there's a lot okay. of Chad memes. So yeah, that, that that that's where I. I mean, the guy's real name is Chad in the movie Matrix Resurrections, but like, uh, no, no, I, like they're, they're having him be called Chad has an extra meta thing to it. I mean, they, they didn't really too much deal with the fact that Red Pill has become like a its own meme thing too. A lot of it right wing, which is you know, it's like. People always think they, they got to got you with like, uh, why, why does the, you know, the right use the phrase red pill? Don't you know the movie was directed by a trans, two trans women? It's like, yeah, we don't care about trans. Like, we don't care if you're trans or not. Like, that's not, we're not anti-trans. That's not what it is. That's not what, what we're talking about when it talks about being red pilled versus blue pilled. It's, it's, it's not, it's not just about gender. It's, it's, it's about, it's about like realizing the, the machinations of the world. It's about waking up and realizing, okay, probably Epstein didn't kill himself because that's a little too convenient. It's a little weird that fucking Ghislaine Maxwell's black book was like, oh, we're, we're sealing that and that'll never come out and we'll never reveal it or ever talk oh, about yeah, it again. she's guilty. You don't need to have the information yeah. come out. She's guilty. Well, it doesn't matter. Guilty verdict. She's going to jail and probably will die there very quickly. Uh, you know, it's no, like, she'll hang herself, though. It's, it's like we're, we're not going to we're not going to dis- discuss this and, and, and look into exactly where bill clinton was for two weeks while he was president and what he was doing what are you talking about nothing we'll never know wait what are you honestly talking? i never heard that one he was on the island like for like a, a two-week period while he was just missing on a bender i think was was one of the current really? theories yeah and he wasn't oh missing God. obviously secret service knew where he was did you hear this recently this is very it's like last few weeks china's found a hut on the dark side of the moon and they're going to explore it's going to take them a few months to get there i i have i have heard the china things are there there's there's a hut on the moon yes i i don't i don't know how much i give i, I give that one i'll look it up right now and see if there's any development on the china hot no it's gonna take them months to get there the you're not gonna have any data for a long time on that one sadly because they're like straight up like this is like not a boulder this is like right angles i mean it doesn't look like much i gotta say god god doesn't build in right angles isn't that what they said but that's that's not a right angle it's it's clearly just two rocks that are blurry (laughs) not according to china baby that's all it is that's that's the image that's a hut it's a hut okay job of the hut baby all right now you're even further away from the truth um okay okay the last character to talk about that's kind of like not you know, touching upon the main three, um, is is our new antagonist of this film, right? It's not the architect, no. it's not Agent Smith, it's the analyst. Yeah. It's played by Neil Patrick Harris. And you know, I'm watching this movie and it, of course NPH is huge for me. And and I'm looking at this and like his character is so good. It's it's clearly Barney from from uh, How I Met Your Mother. And I'm just thinking yes. dude, NPH, he crushes so much pussy like seriously like that guy is like a really like like charismatic upstanding individual that i can if i was a woman i'd be throwing all you're you're joking but i bet i don't know about me but maybe you i bet neil patrick harris has had sex with a lot more women than we think he has what do you mean? I think he has sex with tons of Even women for a gay man, I have a feeling he still fucked a fair amount of women. Gay? You mean gay for that pussy? Yeah. <laughs> That's from Harold the Cooper. I know, I know. We, we didn't know he was gay when that movie came out, did we? 
Uh, but you do know for Christmas because his boyfriend. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas came is after he came out. They 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 do acknowledge it. Christmas is a terrible and, and, movie. And it's a total farce of a marriage. It's so great. It's a, it's a it's a bad movie. Although that is a funny. Concept. I love it. I watch it every year while wrapping presents. Uh, the first two are, are, are pretty funny though. But yeah, I mean, I I love that was three. that was one of the weirdest goddamn meta cameo things was a. Uh, now you get the joke when you know that he was gay. And apparently uh, Kumar was gay the entire time, too, but he, he didn't realize it until he was like 38 or something. He's also working for the Obama administration. No, he doesn't anymore. And he comments on that while in the, one of the movies. He's like, yeah, and people would believe I work for the Obama administration or the White House or whatever he says. He didn't at the time he made that movie. He did when he did the Christmas one. And he left house to do it. He doesn't currently work for them because they're the, the we're, we're supposed to pretend there's not a third Obama administration happening right now. Oh, no. We heard it on Colbert. It's another guy. We heard it on Colbert. If he could do it. He was he talking it. to Colbert when he said that? Yeah, he was talking to Colbert. He said if he, if he could do a third term from his PJs in his in, in his basement, he would do it in a heartbeat. It sounds like Obama's doing, uh, you know, running the, uh, the, the country from his basement in his PJs. It does seem, I mean, like. Hey, I'm for it. Go get it, Obama. Uh, it seems like there's not a really a clear direction going on though right now at least uh, well that's what happens when someone from their basement in their pjs is trying to talk to a 90 year old man yeah i think that's the problem is that like you need the puppet he doesn't know how to answer the phone call the puppet should be more than like a sock that's like disintegrating it should be uh it should be like a muppet it should be a kermit like a well-made puppet (laughs) muppets but it it feels like all, all he got was like this decaying like prop like remember what uh oh, falcor looked like in that warehouse 30 years later dude have i ever shown you my falcor you have a falcor yeah hang on I'll go get how it. long is this gonna go take how long is this gonna take how long is this falcor expedition gonna take i'm not cutting this out i'm leaving this on all this talk i was going to a closet he's obtained falcor Dude, this is this is my Falcor. This is what Ballard, after working a hard day as a retired pizza delivery driver, chooses to spend his money on. I'm guessing Falcor. probably thirty-five dollars minimum was spent on this Falco. Falcor. Falcor. Uh, he came fresh from China. Of course. Uh, covered in COVID, I probably am uh, uh, patient. You got it during COVID. You during COVID, you bought a, a Falcor. I, I got it like right before COVID. Mm. Yeah. That'd be great if that's where it came to, to the it's like Northern Randy, California area. It's like Randy Marsh fucking the, the pangolin to spread a COVID. Well, the, 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 those, uh, was it juicers? Would that, would that get opened and then the, the virus just spreads through Springfield? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, it was the, uh, uh, the, and they called it like the Shanghai flu or some shit, too. I think so. They had a name for it. Yeah, they had a weird name for it. Yes, I do remember I'm that. Look yes. into this. What? It was the orange juicer that Troy McClure was selling. And was that what it was? In. Yeah, and they were coughing into the boxes, and then it got out, and everyone opened their box because everyone bought themselves an orange juicer for, like, whatever holiday was coming up. Patty and Selma yeah. each get each other one. I, I think yeah. I remember that. Uh, fucking, we're talking about RLM earlier. Uh, um, Mike Sokasa or whatever, he talked about this. He actually reviewed that episode and talked about how he just noticed that, like, Simpsons called the whole COVID pandemic. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it, he, he was reaching a little bit, but the fact that like the episode ends in riots. Uh, yes. We were, and we were in the middle of BLM at that point. I think it was like the summer of 2020. We came out with that. No, there was only one riot. It was on January 6th. 
Oh no, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking protest. What are you thinking of? Protest? You think you're protest? You think you're fiery, but mostly peaceful protest? I could have been fired for what I just said. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> don't don't think you fired from retirement. Nobody baby. knows what'll happen in the future, do we? Mm-mm. No, baby. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm so, done. um, the analyst. I loved him. Uh, um, I like seeing him BH, you know? Yeah. He's great. He was trying. He, plays, he was giving it something. He plays chauvinistic male so well. And he he does it for the movie. And when he does it at the end, when Trinity keeps bringing him back to pure heel when she snaps, and, like, MPH is just, like, says some rude-ass shit, and then she, like, cuts his neck or whatever, or kicks his jaw in. It's fucking fantastic. I love that. But what I noticed was, there's a moment where after she literally breaks his jaw in, hmm. cuts his neck open, right? Then then she kicks him into the wall or whatever, right? Or punches him in the chest into the wall. And she goes, that was for using children. I'm like, wait, you did the non-lethal thing for children, but you cut his throat open or broke his jaw open like for other well, things? Well, no, like- for giving her children. Like that was a dick move. Because that was like the whole thing is that she wouldn't be, even though she knew they were fake and Chad was fake, she wouldn't be able to like leave her fake life because you know she has that motherly love, and she was like pissed off that he fucking did that. Oh, I thought she was talking about Epstein and that like <laughs> the Anos was running like children trafficking or some no, shit. No, I, I was just referring to her children in the movie. Oh, all right. Um, did you actually not understand that? No, I really didn't get that. I thought she was talking about like child trafficking or some shit or children that's not at all in the movie though that's not there's not it's not even touched upon in the movie no i like just having the children in the matrix i thought was part of it do you get what i mean oh no 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 i think she meant loving me (laughs) yeah yes i'm looking i'm shopping it for watches while we're talking it's fine Um, i can tell no no that's i think that she was referring to her kids because that that was like she did not that's what pissed her off when uh she, she finally had to reject the fake life they had given her was uh they named her that pissed her off uh uh, tanya whatever the fuck name they gave her tiffany tiffany yeah it was an inside joke according to nph (laughs) i don't know what it was though like what's the inside joke because trinity tiffany is like just similar name i think oh is that it um oh speaking of 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 strong women i like that there were people like uh, that were like super attracted to trinity not like for like what she meant like what she stood for like you had obviously bugs uh was all about trinity but then you had the character of lexi who literally idolized Trinity and was like heartbroken in the in the Simulate Cafe where she was like, "Oh no, Trinity's not going with Neo." No, she wanted to say something, but then when Trinity does stand up for herself and becomes Trinity again, and all of a sudden she's like, "I no, I'm not Tiffany. I'm Trinity." You saw Lexi be like, "Yay!" <laughs> like I love that. And Bugsy was like excited to be Trinity when when Bugsy actually took over the body of Trinity because they plugged Bugsy in to like be able to transfer Trinity out of the Matrix, and like. They plugged at Bugsy in, and Bugsy for a moments was punching his Trinity. It would cut to Trinity like with like action face, right? Yeah. But when it would like switch, like glitch into like Bugsy fighting as Trinity, just bugs. Her face was like, oh, she had like amazement, like off face, like I'm Trinity punching. That was a little confusing, but I mean, I I, I liked the bugs as a character, and I liked uh... dude. She was great, and and I almost thought they were gonna Girl. do something with her in the Oracle, like the because they say, uh, they say the Oracle's before her time, right? And that the Oracle is gone now. And I almost thought, oh, so that means that there can be now time for a new person to become the Oracle, 
is Bugsy the Oracle? Because there wasn't even a point no, where No, because Oracle's says, a program. Right, but there was a point where she says, you're right, uh, where better to bury the truth than inside something as ordinary as a video game? And Neo goes, it sounds like something the Oracle would say. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, that totally sounds like something the Oracle would say. But also, it's a really fucking good quote. Like, where better to bury the truth than inside something as ordinary as a video game? Well, hang on. What are they calling a video game in this film? The Matrix Trilogy. Mm-hmm. What is the Matrix Trilogy in real life? A film. So what better place to bury the truth than inside something as ordinary as a film? Well, it's also a bunch of video games. It is, but you it is, but you know what I mean though? Like it's an interchangeable word because of the because the actual usage of the Matrix is really a films. And so Yeah, that the, the video game stuff threw me off a little bit because of course you see because the clip, you see clips from the movie played diegetically in the movie, and that's like, is that the video game you're seeing? No, that's his memory. Because when you see the video game, that's when Bugsy in the very beginning is seeing Trinity in the opening. But she's like, but this isn't Trinity. That's not what Trinity looks like, and it's not. It's a different. It's not his memory though. They're they're projecting it onto a screen. Right. They they were they, but that I think they said they were projecting his memory onto. The screen. No, they were showing clips from the the Matrix video game. They make it pretty clear. I thought. Wait, because in the video game, I thought. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss is a different actress, too. She just looks a lot like Carrie Ann Moss. I'd have to rewatch that moment. I, th- I, I think what's going that. on there is the reason why Carrie Ann Moss looks different in that is because the whole thing is that, like, Neo doesn't really look like Neo. He looks like an old man. Yeah, he looks like an Indian man, like an old Indian yeah, man. Yeah, so it's like, like the, they, yeah. they are messing with how other people perceive them. So I think that was... Maybe that was supposed... To, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but um, it, it was a little confusing that, like the scenes in the movie or scenes from the games. Of course we have actual matrix games, which have f- f- live action footage in them. So, you know, maybe right. there was this live action footage in the game. So maybe it's not a matter of these they games look so much better. I mean, they filmed those parts. It, I mean, there is a second matrix uh, game path of Neo in which Keanu Reeves is actually in it. And it like, it, it's like an, a, an altering path of it's in the, the, the narrative of the matrix, but it's like, here's what, here's a slightly different like version of what could have happened to Neo. And then there's like a full like role-playing game. And then recently there was the unreal demo, which is about 20 minutes long is only available on uh, the new consoles, Xbox uh, series X and PlayStation five. Uh, I of course have a PlayStation five. Uh, Noli of course has a PlayStation five. Ballard, do you currently have a PlayStation five? I want one. They were available at Best Buy all day, but they were out of stock when I when I saw that they were available in Best Buy. Dude, I would if you buy me you. PS5, I will literally reimburse you ASAP. I'll keep that in mind, but I mean, I only got my, my, mine kind of being on a list by knowing somebody who seems to be slowing down with his PS5 purchases for friends. If you can buy me a PS5, I will drive down there to get it if it means I'll just spend a night with if you. I have a, if I have a, a, an opportunity to buy a PS5, and I, I will text you first, but even if you don't respond when the window's closing, I'll just buy it on spec knowing that I, you'll you'll take it from me. Yeah, and like if I can make a trip out of visiting you too, like that'll be even more worth it, to be honest. I can just ship it to you if you're willing to pay for the shipping. No, no, because at that point, it's just like I might as well just spend the extra money for someone else. But it's most importantly from reputable sources is my main concern. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. I got it. The Mine came through Walmart.com. Yeah, we, you kind of, I, I can assume what your reputable sources are. Yes, exactly. Yeah, some kind of like major supplier. Best um, Buy, if you don't count that as a reputable source, I, I, 
I do. Then I don't understand the situation. Yeah, I do. I, I do. But by the time Best I Buy looked, sure. I, I looked and, and they were sold out. Otherwise, I would have texted you immediately. You buy yeah, Best Buy is definitely. But one Best of Buy, sources. if you really want one, check in the morning. But yeah, I, I played the Matrix Unreal game, and it, it also carries them this meta thing where you see uh, Neo is like, "Hi, I'm Neo," and then it like goes into another world. It's like, "Hi, I'm Thomas Anderson." It's all played by Keanu, and then. Yeah, it's like a shock where he's like, you know, and then his face changes from old to young. And it's like, he's CG? Jesus, that was as good a face that's pre-rendered. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then the unreal it, it, stuff the in teaser. the city, I mean, you can, watch, you can watch the footage of it. It looks... It's a teaser in the game, right? The teaser in the very beginning of the game is like, it's a close-up of a CGI Keanu Reeves face, and it's like, what is real or whatever. Oh, you watched this? Like, you watched this? You can't... Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, and like you could tell, like it's a CGI face, but you also can look at that and go, "Dude, that's really." They're getting really, cool. really close, and the actual playable stuff in Unreal looks as. I mean, if the new GTA version looks even a fraction as good, because you actually get in the part where you can walk around like a matrixy city, and it looks. I mean, it's it's real time. You can turn left, right. You can fly. There's no real wow. playability outside of just it's a living breathing city and it's like got traffic simulations and AI sims and all that stuff. It's showing off unreal's tech that will be used in thousands of other games, hundreds. Uh, but it's just like if the new GTA looks even a fraction this good, it won't because rockstar uses its own, uh, game engine. They don't use unreal. They use mm -hmm. rage, which stands for rockstar advanced game engine. And they also do go with this aesthetic of like realistic, kind of still has a cartoony yeah that's true yeah i mean it would be like just flipping a car over for you but by, by rolling it when it's on its roof would look right. kind of stupid in that level of like realism so yeah but still it was it was that that to me because it looks green you look like the actual old matrix mm -hmm. uh it i mean it, it it's it's fucking crazy scary good looking in terms of uh, uh, for what the future of this console it? When you buying it, there's nothing to buy. It's, it's just a playable 20 minute demo. It's just a, it's actually Dude, a demo of the new Unreal Engine. I'll come down there and play that at your fucking place, and then we can like suck each other off while each one's in the VR. I mean, you, it's it's not particularly playable. So I mean, it's it's more of just a graphics in, in uh, demo. You can you do shoot at some point. You control shooting, and you're shooting cars just to prove that like oh, you shoot that car, shoot that it's car. It's a proof of concept. It's a proof. Right? It, it's a it's a proof of uh, you know it's it's a it's a uh, game engine demo basically. That's that's that's, cool, that's you know tied in as a marketing tool to the Matrix because they actually got. Keanu to do it because Keanu has been in a bunch of fucking games lately. He was in Death Stranding. He was in uh, Cyberpunk twenty forty nine. Yeah, yep. Punked. Is that you call punk? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Twenty. Yeah, he was with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Punked. Um, okay. Well, speaking of of like real but unreal, Morpheus, Agent Smith, Yahya Abdul Mateen the uh, the second. We've talked about him a few times in the in the uh, spoiler cast. That's what I had to say. But like, what do you? How do you feel about his portrayal of Morpheus? I mean, he wasn't playing Morpheus. He was playing a new. He was playing an AI that had some Morpheus in him. So because he was way more flamboyant. Yeah, he was. He was. But he, I mean, it, it was fine. Yeah, I, I like this Yaya. I think he's good and everything he's I've seen him in so far. More giggly. I felt like he was more like happy. But what Aloof. I really liked was the the exomorph. I think he referred to himself at one point when he was able to like come out in those little like. Uh, beads you know and become like little nanobots that made him into a real world morpheus so he could interact in the real world and then it wasn't just to get him out in the real world 
they use it later as a plot line later for him to be able to go through like sewer systems in the, in the machine world to be able to like help with the heist. Dude, that was neat. That was new. I thought it was well. I I liked how the whole movie. I think I think some people can look at this movie and go, "It's sloppy." It is. And it didn't make a lot of sense. But I don't think so. I where I see sloppy, where others might see sloppiness, I see intent, and like I kind of like that. And I thought they did a good job for what they had of slamming essentially a massive homage to a trilogy of three films o- over six hours long total, and having that be in this two and a half hours, I thought they did an incredible job with that. Carrie Ann Moss is not in this movie enough. That's true. I would have liked more and- of her. I would have liked more of her too, but I, I love in the end that she, she gets like the, all the superpowers. Like, I love that. Like, well, I, I mean, that the girls, the girls get it done. Feminism. I, I, I knew that was but coming. It's also, it's the connection between her and Neo, which is what they established in the anal establishes in this film. It's, it's not just Neo. Yeah, it, but it's also not just her, which love. I appreciate it. There is still value to Neo. It's, it's, it's not, uh, last jedi level of shitting on the character who we liked also it's made clear that it takes time for them both to kind of find themselves again in this in in the matrix as powerful beings and and there's a moment where during the agent smith fight or the smith fight with jonathan groff and 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 keanu where neo finds himself as neo again and like actually defeats smith that way and carrie ann moss also does the same thing right she eventually finds her her herself by the end of the film maybe a little faster but then at the end you do have as you said you have them both flying around each other and they almost like hugging kiss at the end i forget what it is they hold hands like, they hold hands they hold hands that was it was yeah. some kind of superman-esque moment where it was like you know oh who's got you who's got me who's got you <laughs> you know whatever the fuck it was well that happens yeah when when he, got yeah, you. He, she's holding him he's like i'm not doing this are you doing this i like that that was a real stunt, by the way. They really jumped off that building. Then they died. <laughs> I thought they were going to kill them. I'm like, Bugs is going to end up being the main character because that was kind of well. That was, that was you I mean, we never we never bet five dollars on it. I wish we had, no. but you were like, I would have been. They're going to kill Keanu in like the first like act, and then it's going to be blue haired girls the protagonist. And like, I'm like, I think blue haired girl will be important and maybe like a, I'd say a first act. I I assumed it was like Keanu was Obi Wan and dies somewhere between acts two and three. But yeah, I assumed Keanu dies. And Blue Hair Girl is the protagonist of the film in the series moving forward. By the way, I do think that's true. Bugsy is the protagonist it's of the movie. It's just Bugs, but yeah. And, and no, they call her Bugsy a few times. As, as a nickname, but her name is Bugs as in Yeah, it's Bugs. I, 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 dude, I'm close enough with Jessica Henwick's Bugs now to be able to call her Bugsy. Okay. Uh, what did you think of Io being the new Zion with the with the actual like uh, atmosphere they created? They're pumping in that, that was, atmosphere. Yeah, that was meh. Whatever. That's fine. I felt like it was a little bit much to be able to say, and we can now grow our own stuff. But I kind of liked how it was all like, and we designed it with all the help of these machines. Or sorry, this uh, the synth- I don't know. Synth- they were trying to do. They were trying to not do what the fucking Force Awakens did, which is just like everything's the exact same, and that last movie meant nothing. Right. They did. Right. You're exactly right. I mean, I don't know if that was because of Force Awakens, but yeah, I hope you so. Are right. They the purpose. They make it very clear. It was not for nothing. Things Look are at better. Actually, what you did. Here are the fruits of your labor. Yeah, literal fruit. Literal fruits. The strawberry. He eats the strawberry. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciated that quite a bit. And it's a real strawberry. It's like eating like a real steak in that point, right? Like, 
Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's the strawberries from the code from the Matrix, so it's based on what they thought a strawberry looked like or tasted like. And kid, and the kid, men, not kid, uh, mouse mentions that might be why everything tastes like chicken because they just couldn't get chicken right. Okay, that's, yeah, because that's the whole thing is like everything tastes like chicken in the real world. So are we in the Matrix? I appreciate. Ballard? I really appreciate this film. So we get mouse in the Matrix. We get kid in Reloaded and Revolutions. I appreciate Resurrections did not ham fist some retard child character into this movie. <laughs> like I'm really happy this movie. Well, remember child? I mean, they were like they were like played by like 22 year olds. I think both mouse yeah. and by the, the way, kid. the guy that plays mouse in the first Matrix film is in Attack of the Clones, and he's the one dealing death sticks, cancer sticks. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I know. I know that's, that's the mouse. Same actor. The same yeah, actor. I knew that. You don't want to. You don't want to suck on a death stick. You want to go home and suck your own dick. Suck your own life. Yeah. Um. Felt, okay. Let's wrap this movie. Yeah, up. please. Three hours uh, for the Matrix. Else, else left big about to say about the film? No, I'm good. Okay. So the movie ends with rage against the Manchine. Yeah. Right. That, Brass that, against that, is the actual band that does the cover. Piss in the guy's wake mouth. Up. Okay. When I'm listening to "Wake Up" by Brass Against. And their and their version of it's it. Terrible. All I can keep thinking is, can you just play the Rage Against the Machine version <laughs> because it's so much better? Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe that was the point. You know. But yeah. That they 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 actually did like a cheap cover version of well, yeah, it. Yeah. It's just like this is this is cheap and not as good as the original. Just like the movie. Maybe that may have been the point. I mean, I could easily see like you know based on what I saw, Lana direct prior to all of that. I could definitely think, oh yeah, this is on purpose, cheap cover. No. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Um, I do like the callback that it is the a cover of the song from the first film, but I didn't really care for the song. I just re- and I, I do you know I that the literally... the singer just the, or the band, but the lead singer just pissed in the guy's mouth on during a concert. She sounds really. She brought cool. a fan up on stage, had him lying back his back, took her pants down, and pissed in his mouth. How do you know this? Are you making this up? No. How do you know this? Where'd you hear this on Tim Dillon or uh, or uh, no, it's like actually, Tim there's, Pool? There's fucking video of it, Ballard. Show me the video. Share a screen. Share a screen. Share the screen of the girl pissing it. in the dude's mouth. Yeah, I must have see it. Video. Oh, they blurred it. Yeah. Brass against apologizes for urinating on fans. It's all gonna have it. to have a fucking thing. <laughs> Wake up! Wake up! Here's the video. Finally got. Knew it'd be hidden. Up. Oh, they blur it, of course. He loves it. It's like R. Kelly. Oh, see, everyone's getting all up in arms about about perfectly consistent. Oh God, that's a big scream, like, dude, dude. That's a lot, dude. That's 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 actually water torture. That's like that's that's not okay. That's a lot. I mean, maybe it's just the blurring of it. No, no, no. That was a lot. Wow, that's a hardcore rock star right there. They're, they're really into oh, because it's br- oh, because it's all brass. <laughs> that's Dude. why it sounded terrible. Way to go, Lana! Great choice in in musicians. Fucking awesome. Lana crushed it with that one. Knocked it right out of the park. All right, let's wrap up. Okay. Um. All right. Let's. Well, speaking of Lana, let's get into our fuck me's for this. Uh, for this movie. That's good. Boy, are there some fuck me's? Sh- in this whatever movie. name was. There's Keanu. There's uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. There's Priyanka Chopra. There's Carrie Ann Moss. But let's face it. Come on. Everybody's doing Jessica Henwick. Yeah, Jessica Henwick. Fucking that. Holy cow. Danny Rand. 
Finn Jones, you you wasted a perfect opportunity to carry your story on and your character on. Did he even fuck her? No. Ah, uh, yes, I think they do bang. Um, they do it. I think in season two. Uh, interesting side note: Jessica Henwick was going to be cast in Shang Chi as Shang Chi's sister, uh, eventually played by another uh, Chinese actress. Um, but she turned it down to play Bugs in this film, Matrix Resurrections, because I see her thinking Matrix Resurrections probably is going to have a trilogy, and you know, she probably I'm will. already a Marvel character, Colleen Wing. Yeah. I, I think care, you may have made a mistake. I don't think this the character of Bugs is going any further, and you could. I don't know. Shane Chi's sister is going to get that much work, though. That's true, um, but I still think that you have a better chance of seeing Shang Chi's sister in something else as, as opposed to Bugs ever showing up again. I don't think we're getting more Matrix. I don't think so either, but I I, I, I did did not not like Shang-Chi and don't care about the character. But Shang-Chi did really well in the box office. This movie did really bad at the box office. China calls this whole fucking nightmare. Shang-Chi hates, uh, or China hates Shang-Chi. Well, funny enough. All right, is that it? Wait, wait, wait. You take Jessica Henwick out of this, though. Who's your next fuck me? Mine, Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, I guess I'd pick her, too. Honestly, and when she's got the glasses on and she's pretending to be the book nerd in the beginning of the movie during the montage, holy shit. I'd have to do more research on how good Christina Ricci still looks. Christina Ricci. Carrie Ann Moss has always been a little rough. Carrie Ann Moss is still very gorgeous. All right. Okay. Um, So that was my resurrection from this film. I would say Jessica Henwick, followed by Priyanka Chopra, and then Carrie Ann Moss. Those are my top three. All right. That's good. That's good. Sorry, Christina Ricci. Thorough. Now, Felk, you never watch end credits. Did you see? Oh, was there any credits to this? There was. You didn't know that, really? Yeah, there was. It was the cat tricks. So remember in the montage where it's a bunch of people talking over each other and they're saying things about how, like, uh, it's very meta about how uh, Hollywood and IPOs are all kind of like, you know, IPs raped all the way or not IPOs IPs are raped all the way down to the core and everyone abuses them. IPO is initial public offering. Totally different thing. You're right. And intellectual properties. IP is intellectual property. Yeah. Um, uh, So that, you know, earlier the montage where it shows all of the, like the the developers and marketers or whatever, right. At, at Neo's video game community, uh, uh, video game company. Do you remember that part? Yes, I do. They continue that. For the end credit okay and it's 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 all those like you know people in there kind of like you know brainstorming and they're like you know it really works and they're still joking about what actual audience want and they're like audiences don't care about story they don't care about characters what they want is emotional response so we'll do a bunch of cat videos let's make something called the cat tricks and then that's how it ended okay well that that shouldn't have been lost in the movie then it was it was it was more evidence towards this whole thing is a giant fuck you to everyone who cares about how films are made today. Yeah, that's true. All right, so we either need to take a break so I can pee or I no, can, no, we no, can no. wrap Let's up. Wrap it up. Right. Why don't we do the ranking of um the franchise? So we're not doing the Animatrix, we're not doing Enter the Matrix, we're not doing any of the other video games or VR things. We're just doing simply the four films The Matrix, The Matrix Reloaded, Revolutions, and Resurrections. Felk, go first. Rank, starting with your worst, number four, making to first. 
Uh, pretty easy. Revolutions, Resurrections, Reloaded, Matrix. Okay. Um. Wait. Sorry. You said. Uh, I just said it. Revolutions. revolutions resurrections. Your least favorite. Yeah. Least favorite to most favorite. Res- revolutions. Resurrections. Reloaded. Then the original Matrix. Okay. Well, I, okay. So I would actually go uh, number four, The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, number three, really? uh, The Matrix Reloaded. Number two, The Matrix Revolutions. I really, I really like the Siege of Zion a lot. And uh, number one, The Matrix. It, I mean, it is the best. It is the tightest story. It's a new hope. It's a tight little story. Comes to uh, starts at the beginning, actually comes to a real end. It doesn't prolong an ending. Yeah, not many people think Revolutions is better than Reloaded, but I, I know not many do. I really, I, I love the Siege of Zion. I honestly love oh, all the different terrible characters, characters going on. I, I don't think they're terrible characters. I love them. Le- what's, what's lesbian girl with short hair's name? Oh, I don't know her name. She's the I most. She gets her. like twenty minutes of screen time. Yeah, but she's with uh, she's with Nona, and that's the important part: giving Nona more time. The Nona's Nona the actress's name. name. What's the character's name? No, no, the Nona. Wait, you mean Nona Gay? Nona Gay is the, yeah. You don't know the character's name. Yeah, I do. What is it? Z. Oh, of course. Uh, you could be making that up. I don't know. It's, no, it really is. It's Z. I don't actually know the the other the the rocket launcher woman that actually I don't know that woman's name. But but uh, Link's wife is Z. I got pissed, but I'm, I'm looking this up. Please do yours. Do. Oh, you just did them. Revolutions. Yeah, I, Resurrections was is, I like a lot. It's still I think the least of my favorite ones of those four films. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it is indeed Z. Z baby. She's great, Aaliyah. You missed out. Interesting enough, the the photo of the actual actress who played the original Sati, she's obviously at in her in her twenties now. But sixty years later, but it's, she's an AI. She she, she looks about the same age as the, as the character who plays her in the new one. Priyanka Chopra is like sixty six or something in real life. Is right? she? Yeah, I thought Priyanka Chopra was like almost seventy. Oh, or I thought she was like twenty something. She they do not crack, man. Oh yeah, no, no. Priyanka Chopra's like seventy years old. Like the Jonas brother that's banging her is like banging a grandma or something. I just looked up Priyanka Chopra's thirty nine. <laughs> I knew that wasn't the case. So she's maybe ten years older than the actual girl who played her in the, the movie, but she 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 ages up. She looks, looks very similar. She looks great. Uh, she's amazing. I'm she's just, I am still looking for this fucking. I do not know. I cannot even tell because the cast photos are so new. It could be a lot of these different ones. I think it's Rachel Blackman playing Chara, but I can't fucking be sure. I don't know. Without knowing the name of the character, it's tough to fucking figure this out. Oh, you mean uh, uh, no, uh, Z's friend? Yeah. That dies? The, les- the lesbian. Mm-hmm. She's hot, too. They're both hot. Oh, my God. So sweaty in those pipes. Ugh, you must have imagined that while they were in between shooting squiddies and trying to take out legs of... Uh, I have to like, look at the Wikipedia description to figure out. I'm going to Z... Uh, all right. Z's friend. Who is Z's friend? Z's friend is Chara. Is it Chara? I don't know. I'm. I'm. I was just saying things like I knew. <laughs> I I'm giving know. up on this information. I, I don't. I, I. I can't even figure out what the character is. It's Luminate. It was Kujaku. <laughs> all right, I'm done. All right, Matrix. Knuckle up, boy nation. Give us your knuckles for the Matrix Knuckle it up. Resurrections by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast@gmail.com. 
Knuckle episodes come out Fridays. Knuckle by day. Knuckle up podcast by night. All knuckles all That's night. Right. Knuckle and subscribe. Knuckles. The making authorized distribution of this podcast allegedly supported over 1,500 knuckles and involved hundreds of thousands of work hours. I didn't didn't, didn't buy to do that one for you. Yeah, Get a little lazy here. Review us on Apple Knuckles. Best of Knuckle. Great way to say knuckle up to the mainstream media. Knuckle up and beyond on Knuckle Podcast. Then you went back to doing it. I did. Uh, on Knuckle Podcast, Knuckle, knuckle Cloud, Knucklefy, and KnuckleTube. China, yeah. China Special Knuckle Up. Thanks, Felicity Knuckle Department of the CPC Zing Gang Weaker Knuckle Autonomous Region Knuckle Committee. I love those Knuckle Committees. So cool, Astro. Thank you for knuckling. Stay knuckle, Knuckle Boy Nation. Until Knuckle Time, it's Knuckle Z's from Knuckle Up Felk. And that's Knuckles East from Knuckle Up Ballard. All right. You are standing American boy. Oh, found in all things. Oh, my God. You son of a bitch. Oh, See, I got a huge cock. Oh, my God. Just a So you can run and tell that. Oh boy. Sorry, I got damn sorry. Get out of here. The whistle's gone. Woo! <laughs>